welcome to Creative Apocalypse episode 173. I'm Matt, you're Rant, we're fucking here once again, every two weeks. How you feeling? Lots of energy, bring it to the fora. Not the fura, the fora. Hmm? You're asleep, aren't you? Hmm? You're coasting, you're fucking coasting once again. And there's no games this week, we're going to get straight into it. News. Marvel announced a no bunch of stuff. News, don't, don't bunch of new stuff. We saw Moon Knight. What did you think of Moon Knight? He was a knight who likes the moon. That's as far as I'm... <laughs> that's as much as I know about Moon Knight. No. Uh, what do you think? Azazel the series is finally coming. What? Azazel? Azazel? What was the name of Batman's protege? Azrael. Azrael. That's the 90s shenanigan I was thinking about. Mr. Patches. The one with all the pockets. He was in Gotham. Was he? Yeah. So was the Joker in he was, um, quotation marks. Bruce's inspiration for the Batman. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See? The things you learn not watching terrible TV shows like Gotham's Gotham. Gotham's great. Gotham wasn't great, Anne. If Gotham was so great, why'd they cancel it, huh? They didn't. They finished it. No, they didn't. Not the way they wanted to. Huh? Huh? He had Michael Chiklis in the <coughs> Didn't he become Solomon Grundy? No. Who became Solomon Grundy in that series? The guy who was the bouncer. Oh, yeah, the one with the lisp. <coughs> he had a lisp. You had a lisp. I don't have a lisp. No, Chiklis was um, the exterminator. Oh, yeah, so he was. He had yeah. the, the bondage gear on and everything. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, did, yeah. All right, so uh, let's, let's get straight into this, shall we? Should we tell people what we do? You just did, didn't you? No, I was talking about news. Oh. Midnight and She-Hulk and all the other stuff got <coughs> announced. Marvel Zombie Why are you on the podcast again? Marvel Zombie series got announced, didn't it, Yeah, it doesn't count. It's cartoon, doesn't it? <sighs> it's going to be like that freaking what-if thing where it's all like... It's going to be a kid's thing. It's not going to have blood and gore and stuff. Well, I watched a Marvel thing that I can't wait to talk about. Oh. Well, your review's first this week. Oh, okay. Am I reviewing something first this week? Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw a spooky movie, Ant, because you know it's the season for spooky movies. Have you seen any spooky movies? Two weeks ago, it was the season for spooky movies. I saw a spooky movie, and it's the season for spooky movies, so I saw a spooky movie. Ant, can you guess what movie I saw? That's right, I saw Antlers, the Guillermo del Toro produced... Stop crediting him for all these films. Produced movie. Uh, spoilers, it's about Wendigo. I don't want to... But it's it was damn good, Ant. When did you go... Shall I, shall I explain well, a little bit about the film? Shall I talk a little bit about the film? The movie? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, in, a, in a mining town in America, uh, a, a new teacher notices that one of her students, he's very skinny, he's not looking very well, and he's sickly, and he's getting bullied, and she's like, do I help them kids? So she tries to talk to him. Is he played by DJ Qualls? No, but he looks so fucking creepy. Oh, I don't normally mean. I don't normally say what this about so kids mean? in films, oh. but they look fucking creepy. There's two kids that look very creepy. There's a very young one, a slightly older one. The slightly older one's the one that goes to school and he's all grubby. Their dad's cooking meth in the mines. The local mines have been abandoned. So That's please, not that sort a of good place money. to cook meth. Well, no, the, not in the methane, not in the actual drilling part. It's in like the main chamber. You know where they keep like machinery and stuff normally. Yeah, it wouldn't be hygienic and there'd be dust particles and shit. Who gives a there. fuck about that with meth? I freaking Walter White. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Yeah, but Jesse didn't care. He put chili flakes in his meth, didn't he? Because that, that that was his signature. That's because he was fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, he was fucking stupid. Um, so anyway, so um, so yeah, so there's this mining town. Little boy, the woman notices he's not looking very well, and then we see that when he goes home, his dad, 
his dad and his little brother are locked in a room and he feeds them like roadkill and anything he can find around the town. It's insinuated that he might have been killing local pets to feed to them as well. To try and satiate this new hunger they've done. Just like um just, just like, like you just, do. Just like what? What? You've seen me feeding the monster? <laughs> you mean the monster that lives in the loft? Um so Basically, saying a lot of cats have disappeared around recently. Yeah, I know, but that's because of the ferrets. Um, so basically, yeah, he's feeding his dad and his his brother, and he's doing everything he can to keep them contained. Like he's got the um, the loft; they're locked in the loft, and he's drilled into the wall. And he's pulled these locks on so that he can basically just close it, and keep it closed, and stop his dad getting out. His dad actually asked him to do this before he went completely feral and weird. Um, but both his little brother and his dad are infected by this this presence, by this disease that's causing this horrible. Affliction. Um, Explain too much of the plot. So anyway, this teacher, she starts noticing these things. She comes from a history of abuse, like her father was horrible to her. And so she ran away from the town and her brother stayed there and became the police chief. And she she ran away because she just couldn't handle the abuse anymore. And she asks him, you weren't the one being abused. And he goes, you don't know that. You ran away. You just assumed that you were the only person going through this and you ran away. Sort of insinuating that the father also accused him. Too much stuff. No, 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 no. This is just the setup. Yeah, but what's the plot? Needless to say, monsters get out. Okay, cool. There you and go. then once they get out, they start ravaging the town. It's up to these people to people try and work out where. Characters way. themselves. Pardon? The people discover the characters themselves. Oh, okay. Just... Yeah, it's up to the premise. It's up to premise. The... So basically, monster gets out, it's running around the town. It's causing havoc. It's killing people, and it's up to this group of people who may or may not be up to the task to stop the monster. They also need to discover the origins of the monster to truly understand what it is it's after. Oh, right. so Wendigo, you just, um, it wants to, what are you doing? Don't oh, I didn't mean to click anything. Sorry, I hit it back. Fucking, it's a Wendigo though. It's just, um, wind and shit. When did you go? That's, why did that? Are you freaking <laughs> copying me? When did you go? Um, it's really good. It's a really, really good film. It's a beautiful looking movie. Often I find with these sort of lower budget ones, they do take advantage of the setting a little bit more than big budget movies. They're not so so insistent on moving it along and changing well, they the have location. A Pardon? They have they actually have a setting. That's They're true. Not... It is all filmed on like a location rather than a green yeah, screen. Yeah, what a treat. Yeah. Um, there's some beautiful cinematography in this. Stuff like the mine itself, it looks like an unassuming sort of, um, like a, it looks like an industrial building because the outside is obviously, they've got these massive warehouses and the warehouses, they sort of lead down into these lead down into this area where it's just a big fuck off industrial door like you'd see on the front of like a fire a fire building or something like that and there's a smaller opening and that door opens and then you can see that it's just it is literally just chiseled rock inside but it's all sort of hidden behind these large and like just opening those doors seems like a ritual yeah. and that's a nice effect um, the actual film itself is fucking like church doors uh, like cathedral doors no uh, the film itself is fucking like a fridge brutal. door when, when people get hurt they really get hurt the only time that doesn't really happen though it's a, is it's a movie they don't really get hurt no no but you know what I mean like when people get hurt in it there are injuries like to John McClane in Die Hard 1 no not John McClane in Die Hard 5 no it's it's like it's on like, the Die Hard scale which Die Hard is it more it's more like Die Hard 1 yeah but like if John McClane was in this movie He'd probably still be standing by the end. One character, jump jet. one character gets hit by the monster once it's like fully revealed itself and transformed because it, it changes as it consumes bodies. As it consumes bodies, the desperation inside a man, the emptiness mutates it. It changes. And it, and at one point it hits a guy and you just see the effect on that person is just that it essentially just runs through him 
Like it tears him to pieces. Yeah. And it hits another person who's wearing like this bulletproof vest, but luckily they're like sort of in a building. So it hits the wall. And when it hits them, it should still kind of obliterate the section of his body that is exposed once the wall's torn away. But he just sort of gets knocked about a bit and then eventually gets like stuck a little bit. And he's like, oh, rah, rah. and it's a bit like plot armory for that character. But it's still the, the actual, like, as I said, the kids are fucking creepy. They're really well cast. Everyone does a great job. They have a very small cast, which I think is a, is a good idea, not just for budgetary reasons, but also because it makes it feel a little bit more intimate and it makes it feel like there's maybe a bit more, uh, it's more like a realistic connection. I should have said no one gets hurt on a movie set, but. Oh yeah, someone died. Yeah. No one gets hurt on a movie set where Adam Baldwin isn't. Yeah. Adam? Is it Adam or Alec? Yeah, Alec Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, But yeah, with regards to, with regards to. Adam Baldwin's the racist one. Yeah, Adam Baldwin Baldwin is the racist one. But he's not actually a Baldwin. No. He just happens to be called Bull. Yeah, and he was in My Bodyguard with uh, with uh, Matt Dillon. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's a beautiful looking film. It's really fucking good. It just it's such a shame that it was like a one week and it's out of there sort of film. It didn't show anywhere really, and that's been. Was it on streaming as well? No, no, it wasn't. It was only released in cinemas. No, um, which is a real shame. I think this is going to do very well when it does come to does come to um, digital. I think this is going to be like one of those big. That's what yeah. they aim for now, anyone. Everyone keeps trying to make a big fuss about box office, but they don't care about that. It's about the rentals. Well, look at Sliver. Sliver did fucking terribly in the box office, and then yeah. did great on home. home yeah, degree. but nowadays even more than ever, it's yeah. it's all about the long term sales, which is rentals. But I can see this being a really good. The the one thing I will say, the special effects get a bit ropey at the very end. They do have a bit of CGI, uh, but the actual design of the monster and the way it reveals itself at the very end is is fucking incredible. It's just when it switches to CGI, you do get a bit of that the actors don't really know what they're aiming for. So it makes it seem a bit like, you know, like, um, it's almost like a Jason and Argonauts effect. You know, where like, like in House of the Dead, where they just start shooting no, and no, the no. camera's just filming them shooting. Have you actually seen that film? Yeah, I've got it. Have you? Yeah. I've got it on video. So actually, I might have traded it in. I might have got rid of oh, okay. it. Okay. I had a DVD copy I bought from Blockbuster. Yeah. They were selling their DVD rentals. But no, it's like a Jason and Argonauts thing where the monster's aiming for their stick instead of them because that's the only point that they've that they've got as reference but yeah it's it's really interesting that's really good I really fucking enjoyed what it if the people are CG and the monster's real and the monster doesn't oh, know God. what he's attacking yeah. um, one thing I will say is if you are if you if you struggle with like themes of abuse and stuff like that they're very very clearly um, spoken about in this and it can be probably quite difficult for people that have dealt with that and also there is some insane kid stabbing at the end it is fucking incredible guys good if you like seeing a kid get stabbed repeatedly while sobbing this is the movie for you. Um, people do like that. Yeah, I guess they do. Um, I'm going to give it uh, Helen Mirren. Nigel Farage is really into it. Just, yeah. just spread it. Actually, no, I'm going to give it to Kate Blanchett. I think it's, it's it's almost something that I would call a modern classic of horror because it is, it is very, very good. I just wish that maybe maybe they just added a little bit more to the runtime. Almost a modern classic. Kate Blanchett is a modern classic. Almost a modern she's a classic. Lovely she's lady, too young though. to be a modern classic. She's, not, she's like 40-some-odd. She is. Yeah. She looks... She could pass for 35. What a compliment to her. Yeah. To the lady, Blanchette. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it if you like horror. Especially if you like body horror, because okay. there's, there's some cool stuff to do with body horror in this. Um, and like I said, it doesn't pull any of its punches. It's really good how it, how it handles a lot of the themes that would be more difficult to do, I think. Uh, again, big budget scale. If you had a cast of, say, 20 as opposed to a cast of 10 you would really struggle to tell this clearly and also you would challenge 
a lot of the motivation of the main character, but it, it really does play out well. Your review, Ant. Oh, that was a finishing sentence? Yeah, 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 yeah. the sentence there. Was that it? Yeah. Just end the sentence. Okay. What am I going to review? <laughs> I don't know, Ant. What are you going to review? I played Unpacking a Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just called Unpacking. It was called Unpacking a Life at some point, but I think they shortened it to Unpacking. It's a game where you unpack stuff. You play through the life of a character from when they're a kid, moving house, mm-hmm. various stages that they move to different places yeah. over the course of their life. Um, if I was in, it would be boring for me. I, I, I'd have like, you know, a few houses early on and then stuck in the same place for 20 fucking years. But anyway, I'm You say that like you're so unhappy. Mm-hmm. I just want to die. Anyway, oh, so no! No, we need to address this. It's time for a podcast therapy session. <laughs> Okay, no, all right. Okay. Free roaming ferrets everywhere all the time. I know. I, I'm sorry about Bass being out. She does really love you for some reason. Yeah, because I don't leave her in a room all day. I didn't in... leave her in that room. She opened the doors. <laughs> yeah, because right. she tried to do it when I was in there. But anyway, unpacking. It's a game. You, you, so you have a room. You have multiple rooms sometimes. Yeah, got all your boxes. You don't know what's in the boxes. You unpack the stuff. I apparently, when I was playing the dem- playing it the other week, people were shouting at the TV because I wasn't getting everything out of the boxes first to decide where they go. Well, you, you know, doing that when I was watching you play, you know, no, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick one thing at a time and find its place every time because that's how I roll, one thing at a time. Yeah, so you should. So there's, there's nice, nice storytelling. Surprisingly nice amount of subtle storytelling when you're playing for this. There's things like. You know, early on in the game, you're unpacking your childhood bedroom. And yeah. You're putting all stuff up, putting things where you want them, getting your your homework on a desk. You have got a bunk bed with one of those desks underneath. You know, oh, love those ones. things. Those ones, yeah. Um, Sweet as. And then, like at a later point in the game, you've moved back into your parents' house. And you're in the same room, but things have changed in there, and you've got to unpack all your adult stuff. And then there's things like certain Don't items lose. that, like you know, that carry with you from one stage to the next over yeah. the years, and Little subtle things like a little teddy bear that gradually gets more tatty as the game goes on. Um, And one home where you move into where there's a bunch of stuff in the house where you can't move it because it's not your stuff. It belongs to someone else because you've moved in with someone. But, like, there's no room for your awards. You've got, like, some awards that can go on a wall. Yeah. But there's literally no way you can put it, which is clever design to let you know that the guy you moved in with doesn't care about you so much because he hasn't made room for you. Oh, so you're playing a lady or a man? Yeah, a woman one. Oh, okay. Um, and stuff like you open his drawers and he's got, like, nothing's organised. It's all, all over the place. Stuff like that. Little little subtle storytelling, informing character and things. Like, you go to his typewriter and he says, all Jack, all work, no playmate, Jack, a dull boy, and you're like, I don't he's think he'd even know what a typewriter is. Oh, really? Is he that young? Uh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. You're moving in with a kid? Yeah. <laughs> moving in with Richie Rich? Yeah. He's got his own McDonald's. <laughs> So. I watched a sketch. Sorry, to interrupt. I watched a sketch the other day that was about the guys that work in the Richie Rich McDonald's, and it's like he can't eat here very often. You see how skinny he is. We're getting paid fifty k to just stand here. Like one burger say, a day. Yeah, it's ideal. It's ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really delightful game. The pixel art's nice. There's some great sound design on it when you're putting things down. Like the sound of just putting plates down on different surfaces or yeah. putting objects on different surfaces has different noises and every object has its own set of noises. Um, some really fun little hidden achievements and stuff you can figure out in there. Like um, I did maths on the fridge 
and I got an achievement for doing maths on the fridge with letters with the numbers. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really just neat, lovely little clicky game, perfectly chill game. It doesn't take long to play for; it's only like four hours long. Um, but this is from the guys who made Assault Android Cactus. Oh, um, okay. It's it's basically the the project is mostly Tim Dawson, who was the main programmer on Assault, an artist on Assault Android Cactus. Yeah. Um, and his partner Ren, they both this their game. Okay. They created um, Sanatana Mishra, who was like the one of the, the lead he producers on that one. He's like producer on this. No, he's he was a coder and developer and everything. But um, he's like the main producer on this. It's like their baby because he's working on their other game. Oh right, okay. it's a it's a puzzle game. Oh cool. Spoilers. This is a puzzle game, isn't it? Yeah, but this is like a you know a regular puzzle. You know, a traditional. This is I'm packing life's more like a storytelling sort up. Oh okay. But this is like the other game they've got coming is like a full blown puzzle thing. Like Tetris. No. Are they making? It's Tetris? like an isometric. Thing. Oh, okay, cool. I've seen I've seen some screenshots, but um, yeah, it's 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 a good old time. It's got music by Jeff Van Dyke, who always does seems to work with them. He's good. He's been going back years. Jeff Dan Van Dyke. He's like a proper veteran of the industry. Is goes oh. all the way back to Skitching on the Mega Drive. His music. <gasps> I love Skitching. Did the music for Alien Isolation. Oh. Uh, the Total War series. Oh. Like a whole ton of games he's worked on over the years. Good lad. Anyway, um, it's, yeah, it's a really nice little game. It's on Game Pass, which is nice. Oh, right, on PC. Yeah, PC, Xbox, oh, Game cool. Pass, on Switch. And um, they, I, I imagine they're going to do a PlayStation version. They didn't have it now, but the game sold really well. Like, ridiculously well. Apparently Game Pass has been really good for indie games. <laughs> Loads. Well, it's not just Game Pass. They were number two on the UK sales chart for um, the Switch. Oh, for Switch. Yeah, the only thing that was ahead of them was uh, Among Us. And that's... The other game, one of their, their um, publicity, the person who does all their social media and stuff, mm-hmm. is um, Victoria Tran, and she does Among Us. That's one of oh, her games. Right. It's like both her games were number one and two on the download chart on the Switch the other day. Smart lady. Like it was number four on the all, all round chart. Oh, cool. So it's done really well. Like much better than Assault Android Cactus did, because that always struggled when it came out. Because yeah. twin stick shooters aren't the most popular genre nowadays. It's like, I don't know why, because it's a friggin' fantastic game. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's kind of cool that Witch Beam have done these two extremely different games now. It there is. is there is Assault Android Cactus references. And because I'm a nerd who knows my Tim Dawson lore, there's also a little cuddly toy of a dragon thing that comes from an old webcomic he used to do. Oh, really? Yeah, I know my Tim Dawson lore. <laughs> um, do you know what else they made, those well, guys? Do you know what else they made? You know that um, prototype for Golden Axe? That got leaked, that um, Sega put out oh, on the yeah, internet yeah, last the year. One. The one that was like, they called Golden Axed. And they claimed they spoke to the developers of it, and they didn't. Like That was made by them when they worked at Sega. And Sega weren't letting them do the things they wanted to, because they were trying to pitch at Sega, like letting them reinvent old games, yeah. do modernised takes on old games. And Sega weren't interested, so they left Sega and thought it made us all Android Cactus. So, yeah. And now it's what is what's going on nowadays. It's like Sonic Mania. Like, that was the thing they were begging to be allowed to do back then. Anyway, so, um, not a side track. We're unpacking. Yeah. It's out! It's out! Right. There's people moaning on Steam that it's really short. Get over yourself. Yeah, it's a game. Fucking. Shut it. Games can be short. You can play them again. Yeah, we've only got Get limited. all the achievements. You're not going to find them all in the first playthrough. You've only got limited time on the surf, don't you? You can so. turn the toilet roll around. Oh, really? So you yeah. can do it the wrong way? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Which is sideways. You know, that, that really. <laughs> That really uh... actually, we have the toilet roll sideways because we don't have a toilet roll. <laughs> That's true. We don't have a toilet roll. We just got on. So, uh, we got a little toilet roll table. It's got other accoutrements. It's on got it. a shrine. Yeah. It's got its own table. Um, <laughs> we speaking... get little seats for the toilet roll. 
sit on a little throne. Yeah, just like a bunch of seats, little seats, little seats for the toilet rolls. Have yeah. a little, little table in front of them. I reckon we could do that. Yeah, yeah, there's no problem there. Um, speaking of the toilet roll being the wrong way round, I watched four seasons of The Good Dogs. <laughs> Is there five seasons? There are five seasons, but the fifth season hasn't finished yet. Anne. Yeah, I'm watching the fifth season now. You got to remember, fifth season. It's, it's it's currently airing. It's incredible television. So the Good Doctor is uh, it's a remake of a of a Korean program or Korean film that was um, produced by Daniel Day Kim, who also produces the American version. Well, he produced the, uh, the Korean yeah, version. Yeah. He's American. Well, he's one of those Koreans who plays American Koreans. Yeah. So he produced a Korean TV show. Well, he plays show. a British Korean in uh, in Hellboy. Yeah. He's more talented. Yeah, he He's... was in... He, I'm going to go for it. He was in Star Trek Enterprise. Was he? Yeah. He was one of the um, the Long special Paris. forces. No, one of the special forces, like, before the Federation, the like, whatever the comic's called, before the Federation. I can't remember everything about Star Trek, but he was one of them. Okay, cool. Cool. That makes complete sense to our audience. Yeah. So uh, the Good Doctor is a story. Star Trek content. That's what the kids want. Now. <laughs> the Good Doctor is a story of Sean Murphy, who is an autistic man who who dreams of being a doctor after witnessing the death of his brother, who gave him a plastic toy scalpel because Sean showed an interest in helping people and in, in saving people's lives. Right. Right. You got that. You got that. I watched four seasons of this Anne, in like two weeks. I'm fucking nuts. Got a toy toy scalpel. Yeah, gave him like a plastic toy scalpel. Oh, it's one of those doctor's kit things, like with a yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. death scalpel. Yeah, but he just had the scalpel because I think they nicked it or some shit like that. I ah. fucking know. Um, so anyway, so um, so Sean dreams of being a doctor, and he's finally made it, and he's he's going to be a surgeon. He's been training to be a surgeon. In the very first fucking episode, he witnesses a he witnesses a little boy being hit by a bit of glass <gasps> after a thing crashes down in front of him. Right, and he saves the little boy's life because he uses his. So the good doctor Sean Murphy is autistic. He's very autistic, so he's like atypical. Like, is the actor who plays him? No, he is yeah. not. Freddie Highmore is not autistic. Yeah. Also, also double double bloody lies. He's an American. He's not American. He's English. He's yeah. Freddie Highmore. Yeah, no. Look at that. He lied twice. What was the show in the he first was a kid episode. actor in. Uh, we was in Willy Wonka, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, oh, was, was he the was Charlie? Willy. Charlie. Yeah. He was the Willy. He was Willy. He was Willy Walker's dick. Mm. Johnny Depp probably, probably would have appreciated that. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Freddie Highmore plays Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's autistic. And in the first, he, he misses his interview at the hospital, which he's going to be working at, because he, um, because he witnesses this little boy being hurt. And then eventually he rides with the little boy in the ambulance after helping him and, and, and doing some doctoring on the fly. And everybody in the hospital is like, we ain't taking this autistic person. He's not going to be very good because he can't talk to patients and all this other stuff. And, uh, and you know, they've not been proven wrong about that <laughs> statement yet. Like, he's a very good surgeon. And I Neither he... could house. Pardon? Neither can house. Yeah, that's true. And house yeah. is a very good doctor. So he's a very good surgeon. And, like, each episode there's, like, some MacGuffin that relates to both his personal life and what's going on. And they handle such delicate subjects as... Trans rights, what it means to be trans, homosexuality, paedophilia in one episode. I want to know how how this um, auti- very autistic TV character handles trans stuff. You want to know how he handles trans stuff? Yeah. Okay, so the person goes, I'm... I'm Does he keep asking, you're a woman who's got a penis? No, 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 no. no. So, no. Uh, so I think uh, this might also be a direct quote from the program. 
So for anyone who doesn't know, we're you know LBG, LGBTQ plus. We we don't care. Like we want everyone to be happy, and we you don't care about LGBTQ. No, I care about them. Fuck I care yeah. about them. I want equality oh, for all, my and God. I don't like any of those groups that that forsake those people and attack minorities. I fucking hate it. It's disgusting. LGBT alliance can go suck a fucking cunt pricks. I hate them. But in this program. Sean Murphy is presented with a, with a little girl who has um, who has an issue that her um, her hormone blockers are co- oh, no sorry her puberty blockers are causing issues that means that one of her testicles is is distended or, or twisted or something. There's something going on, and basically to have the operation, she needs to go off of the puberty blockers. It's going to confuse the shit out of him. Now, Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy, being the tactician that he is, says says. But you were born a boy, and you are a boy, and you have a penis. And obviously, this trans girl says, "says I am, I'm not a boy. I am a girl. You can refer to me as she. I don't really understand your confusion about this." And then, by the end of the episode, he kind of understands trans people. <laughs> One of the most interesting aspects of that episode isn't an uh, autistic person, though. It's the grandmother, who is who basically um, because their little girl is on puberty blockers. She has taken a massive issue with this and says that it is akin to child abuse if she allows them to do an operation in which they'll remove both testicles to avoid any issues in the future. And uh, she gets child services involved. And then the... Sure, this isn't a British show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it might be. No, and then child services get involved and then the question becomes whether or not the hospital can justify doing the operation that will remove both testicles despite the fact that one testicle is healthy and the other one isn't. So they can't do it. And then at the end of the episode, and by the way, this is meant to be heartwarming, but to me it just felt like some sort of horrible, horrible cursed commentary on something that the producers obviously don't understand. But the young trans girl, as she's leaving the hospital, she turns to them and she says... I'm going to be back when I'm 18. Uh, I'm going to have that operation. And they all look at her and they go, can't wait for you to come back. And it's like, but you can't. Fat stacks on stacks on stacks for that operation. Because you've got to remember, it's America, where the whole of your society is designed to kill people and make money from killing people. They sell you the gun to shoot a person who goes to the hospital to pay for their treatment. And then you go to prison, which is... Not publicly funded. It is funded by a company that is going to make money. Every single thing you do in your life is making someone money. There is no way to escape that fact. And all of the things that you buy, including your food, is killing you. You fucking horrendous nation of cunts. But anyway, so you the have good to doctor, upset all the Americans. The good doctor series one through four. Jesus, um, there are. It's. It is one of those series where there are some episodes that are okay. Uh, it, it is. It is, for all intents and purposes, poorly written and poorly acted and dubiously conceived because I don't really think that autism as a superpower is required in modern days. Um, it's or- but- autism. Autism. But, um. Because he's autastic. Oh, it does do, it does do my favourite new trope. So in, in medical dramas nowadays, you've always got like a figure who's running the hospital and that figure is so competent that you can't write him out anyway but to give him cancer. That is like, I don't know if you've ever, did you ever watch that program New I've Amsterdam? Never had, no, I've never had cancer. What? Do you ever watch the program New Amsterdam? <laughs> Ask me if I watched a program. Like, the answer is no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. There was a program called New Amsterdam that was on, on Amazon Prime, and I watched one episode. Yeah. And I couldn't get past the first episode because the ending of the episode was that the doctor who's just come in and said, 
we're doing all this stuff and he's like renovating the healthcare system for this hospital he's tearing the thing apart he's going to start again and then he closes the door to his office and he turns around and then a doctor behind the counter has his chart and she goes a doctor behind his desk sorry has his chart and she goes to him so when are you going to tell him you've got cancer and it zooms in on his face and he looks worried and you're yeah. like oh no then, like, you know but that's like they do that in this so Sean's um, Sean's father for all intents and purposes the person who sort of raised him and, and gave him his foot into medicine he turns out to gave him cancer. the vaccines that caused his autism yeah, gave him the vaccines oh yeah by the way there is a storyline about that of course there is it's amazing of course, it's amazing. I bet that wasn't in the in the Korean version either. Oh, yeah, because they, yeah, yeah. they don't. Not probably not a thing over there. No, but, uh, like they're smart. They're depending on if it's North or South amazing. Korea, they may not have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's oh, Daniel Day Kim was in an episode of Voyager as well. Oh, there you go. Different character. Um, it is not a good series, but it is a medical drama, and there is something watchable about dog shit medical dramas. I can't recommend anyone watch four series of the seasons of this because it is. It is bad. It really is bad. The best thing I can say about it is that there is a character that gets introduced in the second series who's an ex-cop, who is also a doctor, and he actually has some, like, conflicts and some, like, interesting life shit going on. Like, his son and his wife are in a completely different town. He's an older person who started to retrain as a doctor after being a policeman for, like, a decade. Because he wanted to he wanted to help people. He's Dr. Than, policeman. He's Dr. Policeman. Oh, shit, and, this is a TV show. Yeah, I've got yeah, this TV show. And there's a policeman. There's an episode it's where got the guy from Monk in it, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, um, there's an episode where he he responds to because there's earthquakes wherever they are. It's probably Los Angeles or something like that. Uh, but there's an earthquake and he's responding. And there's a kid who is literally pinned. You know, like in um, Signs when Mel Gibson's wife's pinned against a tree. Yeah, yeah. The car away. He's pinned, but he's got like a whole bar thing attached to his legs. Yeah. And it's like basically pinned his legs so that the veins are shut off whilst that's there. But if they try and move it, he's going to just bleed the fuck out. And this kid can't feel it because his spine is like severed, essentially, where he's... Uh, where he's just put it out then, he won't feel it. So the guy is sitting there with his kid as this kid is like being given painkillers and like just kept alive for as long as they can because the dad is about to like land. He's on a flight and they're going to drive him down to where they are. And the dad can't make it. So the kid goes into delirium. And like this giant conflict of medical interest happens in which the doctor starts responding because the kid's hallucinating and thinks he's talking to his dad. And the kid, like the the doctor is who's sitting with him, this ex-cop sitting with him and tells him, look, it's fine. I forgive you for whatever you did. And he's like, I killed my mom. I did this. I did that. And he's like, and it, like he literally just starts blaming himself for all this shit. And the guy's just atoning him of all his sins. And at the end, he is literally holding him and he's saying, I love you and the kid's passing away and then I was like well that's a nice thing to do and then when the kid's already dead he kisses his forehead and I'm like oh no what did you do why are you doing this that's for no one but the cameras and the oh it's above where he's spying but he would have felt that <laughs> but no you know what I mean it's like you, who's that for that's only for the audience like it's really good that you wrote it in that he did all that other stuff because the kid's alive and it makes sense from a storytelling point of view but the moment he reaches over to the dead kid's skull and kisses his forehead, the only person that's being done for is the audience. But black funeral. Sorry, the kid's black. Right. And he's Chinese or Korean or American Chinese. I don't know what the correct term is. But have him turn up in the funeral in black. Just say Asian. That's racist. If he's Chinese that's, or Korean. It's a massive or area. It's all different people. 
Yeah, but it's better than saying Chinese, Korean, or something. It's I Russia, don't know. Technically, in Asia, part of it is. Well, <laughs> no, it's not in Asia. It's but part of it is. Uh, there are Asian-looking Russians, like Northern Asian, not Southern Asian. Is that technically what North Korea is? <laughs> well, no, it's because the people mix over. Like freaking Genghis Khan went into Russia. Anyway, like, the good doctor. Some history. Jesus. The good doctor. Bad TV. Is he a good doctor? <laughs> not really. At one point, there's an sensitivity episode. Sensitivity training. His he he does he has multiple partners in this. Good for him. He has multiple girlfriends. Oh. Um, so what's my fucking excuse? <laughs> he has two very attractive partners. Who uh, one of which resists any of his advances because she's like, it's because of your autism. That's literally a line in the program. Um, and then they're about to have a kid. And she's like, how do I know when I'm autism? <laughs> I'm like, who fucking It's like the rest of development. Yeah, yeah, it's like a rest. When Charlie's from. <laughs> Mr. S. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it is insensitive. It's so full of life. Badly written. It is a bad TV show, but I'm still going to watch it. And I'm going to review season five once it's over. Uh, they had a COVID episode and that was dark. To say the least, they had a COVID episode. They had a COVID episode in season four, the beginning of season four. They had a COVID episode where they were dealing with a COVID epidemic. Theirs only lasted three months, oh, and, then, and then they weren't wearing masks anymore. And I was like, "That's because this is a fantasy." Because <laughs> America's still dealing with people are still dying on mass. But yeah, it was like it's it was weird to see. But like I said, as long as you cut out the autistic person in the story, some of the storylines are okay. That same episode in which that that lovely that lovely man was was comforting that child dying, Sean had forced his way for a very small gap to go and help his girlfriend that he was interested in. She didn't see his value because obviously again autism, um, and he ended up helping a lady who was pinned by some rebar that had gone for her shoulder. Only discovered it had also gone for her leg, and if he was to remove her, James from, Rebar. Yeah, if he was to remove her from that part, it would cause her artery to you know cut and then she'd die and I thought that was going to be his new romantic partner because the other person had obviously said no to him no it turns out he cuts her leg off saves her life because ah, they were going to drown because they're in this it doesn't fucking matter um, and, and he saves her life and then the girl that he was there for sees him she's like Sean I love you now and he's like why because he cut a woman's leg but that same person yeah, that was really hot <laughs> That same person is like the IT person. He was going to throw the leg away and she was like, no, keep it. <laughs> keep it, bring it. Um, that same person. You ever seen David Cronenberg's crash? <laughs> you want to see me fuck a wound? Yeah. Um, that same person is is later um, dealing with, like, they have a new hospital owner who introduced this review system so you can review your doctor. And this person writes a review and she's like, she's like, he almost seemed really happy to tell me that my dad had diabetes. Like, it was some exciting discovery. And in the show, obviously, to us, it's like, no, your father isn't dying of this. He's got diabetes. And this is, it means we have to amputate his foot, but he's going to make you a full recovery. You try not to do the voice, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to make a full recovery. I told you, you need to watch Susan B. Thomas, FBI. <laughs> no! But anyway, so he says it, he says it, and in, in the program, to us, it's because he's like, that's a key point of information that's being delivered to us. So he obviously has to annotate it and he has to make it a big thing. And Diabetes. But to her, it seems like he's really excited about something that's terrible news. 
Was he grinning when he's he like, was? Yes, yeah, that's, that's why. Because he does like the hands and stuff, and then he's like, it is like this, and he's like addressing them. And like she put that he seemed almost happy that there was this horrible news being delivered. Obviously, she's not the audience, and it would appear fucking weird if someone was like, your dad's cancer is actually a tumor in his ear. He's not having a stroke. And it's like... To be honest, if someone's dying and the new, actual news is they've just yeah, got diabetes, know, that is good news. I know, but the way he delivers I mean, it, because she doesn't understand all the medical terminology. Man. He's just got to eat lots of sugar. It may not have been diabetes. It could have been something completely unrelated. But I, it was just... It was one of those things where I was like... Was it yeah, scurvy? Because we've got scurvy again in the UK. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, scurvy cases have doubled in the last few years. Oh, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Eat some fruit like I'm well known to do. <laughs> That's why we've got our pickled lemons downstairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those shows, it's dog shit. It is dog shit. It's tobacco. It is, this is junk food TV, and I cannot recommend anyone watch it, but I will continue to watch it. It was a really good medical drama. What? Garth Marenghi's Dark Places? Oh, yeah. I mean, other than that. <laughs> Diagnosis yeah. Murder. Diagnosis Murder was a terrible medical great drama. Show. He never did anything doctory. There's that great one where it's just like Dick Van Dyke having his kind hearts and coronets fantasy, where he plays like seven characters in one episode. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, that um, show's great. Murder She Wrote, where there's a VR episode. Yeah, classic. I used to, I used to watch that when it was on TV. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's real murder, bad. Um, I'm gonna. It's real bad, but again, like I said, I'm going to keep watching it, and I don't blame you if you've watched it. I'm sorry. Just watch every fucking TV show. I know, I know. Uh, Fucking standards. I mean, I do. I I watched The Good Doctor, or as I've been referring to it, Autistic Doctor Program. (laughs) It's so bad. Next week on Autism Doctor. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) There's literally, there's an episode where he has a breakdown because the light's buzzing. He has a full mental breakdown, and he's in the middle of the floor, shaking and rocking. And then he immediately you gets up and sure goes, "Gotta make sure your patients aren't alarmed when you tell them bad news." <laughs> You've got cancer, honk honk. He's shaking, and he's having a fit on the floor. And then someone goes, "Sean, the pregnant woman." And then he goes, and he breaks the light. And then Sean's like, "It's not what we thought it was." Gets <laughs> up, and it's like, "I wouldn't let that man operate on me." I'm making fun of of autistic people. I'm not. I'm making fun of this portrayal of autistic people. Um, But yeah, it's it's, of course it's a Tom Atkins. (laughs) It's his birthday yesterday. (laughs) He's like 92. 84. Oh, 84. No, honestly though, this is Tom Atkins. I know. I know. I love him. Um, This is this is a David Spade. It's not the worst fucking thing in the world, but it's pretty damn close. David Spade in Blacklist. Yeah. Wait, he's in Blacklist. Yeah, isn't that a show? No, that's James Spader. Oh, same person. No, it's not. Which one's David Spade? David Spade's the one who's friends with Adam Sandler. Oh, the creepy little one. Yes, the yeah. one who's always dating children. What was that show he was on? With ten, Patrick Warburton? Ten, no. I thought you were talking about Ten Rules for Dating My Teenage Wife. Teenage Wife? <laughs> the Mormon version. <laughs> the show Drake's in, isn't it? What one? The show Drake produces, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What was the... What was the? People know about Drake, right? Yeah, people know he's a pedo. That he's a groomer. <laughs> yeah, he's a pedo. Uh, do you remember um, what was that poly polygamy? What was the polygamy show with uh, David? With uh, what's his name? Paxman. Not the English Jeremy news. Paxman. <laughs> Not the English. Uh, no, Paxton. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, he had. Do you not remember? He had like multiple wives. Agents of Shield. Big Love. I think it was Maybe. Big Love. No. Yeah, he was a he was a polygamist. 
Uh, like the Mormons. You can't just make accusations like that against him. He's dead. Well, no, he had three wives in the program, and then one of them shot him. Ah. And then he died in the program. Oh. And if you die in the program, you die for real. <laughs> the last thing he was in was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He blew up. <laughs> he got killed. He was the bad guy in Agents yeah, of S.H.I.E.L.D. He had like, up the, the robot belly. Yeah, do you remember? He got blown up and someone shot a missile at him. Yeah. Bo- <laughs> that was weird, that. He had a robot belly because he had the scorpion DNA inside of him because mm. he was uh, he was a Deathlock. No, Deathlock was the other guy. No, but he was part of Project Deathlock. That's why yeah, he had the yeah, metal belly because the... he was being kept alive. But Deathlock had a spandex costume yeah, and that kind did, of yeah. shit. Yeah. And then they gave him a good costume later. Yeah. And then everyone was like, who's Deathlock? (laughs) Yeah, and then they were like, you mean the one from Avengers Academy? It's like, no, not the one from the Battle Royale story of Avengers Academy. (sighs) I read too many comics. Anyway, add your review. Oh, it's my review, is it? Yeah. Transformers Cyberverse. I thought you were going to review Autistic Doctor Season 5. That's not what we agreed. Transformers Cyberverse Season 3. Does it have autism in it? No. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. So, um... I, I could have watched the show like a year ago because it's been on YouTube for a year. Oh, wow. But I was like, I'll wait for it to appear on wait, Netflix because the they streaming program signed YouTube? a deal to make some Netflix special one-off movies Is it bad? of it. But um, that still hasn't that, that hasn't come to Netflix yet. They've actually put those on YouTube but locked them out of the UK. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. Cheers. You got a VPN? No, but I can't be asked. I can't. I no. fucking, I'm waiting to, it's going to be on Netflix in the UK. That's why it's locked out. It's, How long until it's on Netflix? I don't know. I don't fucking know. They don't tell us anything. They haven't Do put season three you? on Netflix yet. But I watched season three on YouTube and oh, I okay, just gave yeah. up. Right, first thing, first, Hasbro, sort out your YouTube channel. For one, your playlist is in reverse order, so I had to watch each episode and find the next episode each time to keep watching through, hoping it would be on the left, on the right, because your playlist plays from episode 26 backwards. What a bunch of cunts. Um, a bunch of episodes in the middle are in 720p, where all the rest are in 1080. That's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and where's the credits for the episodes? Every None of the episodes have credits. They don't Acknowledge even have... your artist. Yeah, even the last episode. No credits. Just The episodes just stop. <laughs> Is I that want... just a YouTube thing, though? That's that's them. That's just cutting the credits. They don't even put an end slate on the videos. You think they would to make mm. you click the next Transformers thing. Anyway. Cyberverse is the best Transformers show that's been on since Transformers Prime. <laughs> animated. Still it to Prime. Me. Prime was after animated. I okay. can never remember which way around those go. Um, so the first two seasons were like good fun things. The first one was very much focused on Bumblebee and Windblade, having adventures, figuring things out. And then at the end they had this little storyline where they find the Ark and wake up the other Autobots that have crashed on Earth. Yeah. Um, and the second season had like a bunch of Earth stuff and then they go into space and eventually find Cybertron again. This series is all about Cybertron. Um, it's weirdly, it's called Transformers Bumblebee Cyberverse Adventures, but it is actually Transformers Cyberverse. I don't know the, I don't know what the Bumblebee title is all about. Because Bumblebee's not the main character for half of this. He's barely like there for a lot of episodes. Um, but it's set into three separate arcs. And they're good fun. The first few episodes is about the Autobots and Decepticons having a war on Cybertron and the Autobots taking control of the planet back from the Decepticons and stopping big old nefarious plan. And then right after that ends, Hot Rod dies during this episode. He falls into an evil, like a toxic energon pit that's been corrupted okay? because the Decepticons have ruined the planet and all this. Yeah. Um, so you think, oh, he's dead. But then the next episode, suddenly he's alive. <gasps> and he's in some parade. And he's like trying to convince other Transformers to transform and they're not doing it because they've been plugged into some sort of Matrix thing because as soon as they apparently it seems like as soon as they've won back Cybertron what you don't see is the Quintessons invade and take over Cybertron and they've plugged everyone into this Matrix-like fake universe where they're watching a parade over and over again and the only way out is to transform I'm guessing when they transform he like knocks the 
hell me off because that's the logic this show has. Okay. Um, Seems sound. But it's really good because you've suddenly got this complete status quo change for a few, for like 10 episodes or so. Every episode is like 10 minutes long. Where Hot Rod, it's just Hot Rod, Clobber, um, Hot Rod and Lugnut, one of the Decepticons. Yeah. She's She's a lovely Decepticon. She's just like, you know... Big burly Decepticon lady who uh, likes following orders. The only reason she broke out of there is because she heard someone's. She got startled and transformed, um, so she just broke herself out. Oh god, I had a terrible dream. Yeah, um, but yeah, she just she's really good at following orders and helping everyone. They're working with um, Perceptor, who had somehow broken out of there already or something. I don't know, but it's just a good arc where for a while Hot Rod's the main character, and it's like an arc where he's growing up from being the impetuous, like you know, bullheaded always jumping into action without thinking, into being a bit more of a leader-type character, hence the darker look he has in this part of the storyline <gasps> because of the engines corrupted his body and I guess oh, he hasn't fixed it yet. Um, but that's kind of a reference to how they used to draw him in the old cartoon because they kept colouring him burgundy when they let the Cheapo studio animate it because there was a cheap, there was two studios used to animate the third season and one of them wasn't very good and they kept drawing up Rodimus Prime wrong. Um but then, you know, it's like, it's kind of nice, that art, because it's focused on a bunch of characters that don't tend to get the focus. Other than Hot Rod, Hot Rod's always around. I mean, I've got four Hot Rod figures. Like, these always around. But Lugnut's a relatively new character. Like, one Menasaur's leg, Dead End, is another character that's prominent in this part of the storyline. Mm. There's McAdam, who, for years, McAdam was the runner, the guy running this bar who you never see in the comics. And he was always like this mysterious thing off in the background. Yeah. Um, but he's running the bar that none of the um, Quintessons can see. There's some sort of thing around this bar. There's a mystery around him. It's sort of like hinted at that he's something a bit more legendary than he may be. Um, he also looks a lot like Few Adams from Few's Awesome Transformer views. And for ages, Few's been like a bit suspicious of it because he is, not only does he have Few's features as a robot, he's also quite a burly guy. Mm. Um, and drinks a lot, which Few was kind of known for for a while because he used to do the shots where he'd take a shot every time he reviews a Transformer. Yeah. Um, but then in the, apparently in season four, his name appears in Cybertronian on this list. This is thanks for all the reviews of a bunch of YouTubers. So they watch his show. So that's suspicious. Um, but is he the British guy you listen to? Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking funny guy. Um, when I brought a few Transformers off. Yeah. But um, yeah, that arc's really fun. Although it kind of loses Hot Rod partway through when he free when they eventually free all the other Autobots and there's like a whole Quintesson's ruling. They're going to judge this universe. Apparently, that's what they do in this world. They jump between dimensions and judge them. Um, <gasps> Judgy bastards. Bunch of stuff. And then when that arc's over, there's a whole thing where the Autobots and Decepticons have you know they've beaten the Quintessons. They've agreed to split the planet in half as mm-hmm. such. Not literally, like they've just put a border. Um, and Decepticons have a half. Autobots have another half. Which. I think they've been reading my old fanfic comics I used to draw when I was a kid because that was a concept I had when I was a kid. I'm sure that's where they got it from. Yeah, they stole it from my comic books. Um, but during that arc, that's quite fun. There's like a whole thing. There's a whole event with these Titans and Windblade's spark got split into five or some shit, spread out into different planets and stuff. Um, there's a whole like... That part of the storyline is Bumblebee trying to find the bits of her spark so they can restore her and wake her up. Oh, Bumblebee? Yeah. So Bumblebee oh, takes the female. Rain. No. Windblade. <coughs> Bumblebee's trying to get Windblades. Oh, I got, you. I got you. I haven't got a Windblade figure. I can't show you her. I mean, you could. She's a new character that's been around for only a few years. But um, that's a fun little series. That's where Wild Will comes into it. Wild Will gets an episode. Wild Will, you know my cowboy one? Yeah. He's over there, the cowboy one, the Yeehaw! really cool figure. He's in it. He looks different in the car, you know, because he's got a big poncho on. 
then I'm he sure turns he into does. a flying car. I'm sure he does. Um, he's only, it's a shame he's only in one episode. It's good times. But overall, it's a really no. fun series. There's loads of deep cut references to Transformers stuff. It like it, it has loads and loads of love for Transformers lore, and it keeps taking characters and redesigning like their personalities, but still feeling true to them. Like the thing they did with Grimlock in the second series, where like he's smart as a robot form, really dumb as a dinosaur, hmm. which is a nice play on how Grimlock was really smart in the comic in the cartoon. Briefly, he had um, he had a brain power up thing and it became like Doctor Fraser Crane levels of intelligence and stuff. And they sort of mixed that up in this. You know, another for stuff like how RC is like they switch her personalities between being really cutesy and fun and a bit motherly and all this sort of stuff to the moment she gets a gun in her hand, lost a raging psychopath which the comics have been doing with Varsi, where she's a complete psychopath for years. And I don't like that version of Varsi. I like it when Varsi's, you know, a bit kinder. You know, let another character be a psychopath. Um, they transed Varsi. Really? Yeah, Simon Furman, the British comic writer, didn't like the idea of female Autobots, Transformers. He thought it didn't make sense that there would be female robots. And you question, well, wouldn't there be, would it not make sense that there'd be male robots? They're just robots. But um, he did a whole storyline where it turned out RC wasn't a male robot who got trans, who got experimented on, and turned female, and it drove her insane. And then years later, everyone had to retcon it out because it was fucking horrible. Simon Furman, you weirdo. Mm. Um, but yeah, Cyberverse, it's just great fun. Loads of nice little touches, little hints at what's to come because they've announced that new. Well, they've got the two new movies that are on YouTube that I can't watch. Because they've locked them from the UK. I will honestly. get them for you. No, I'll just watch them when they're on Netflix soon. They're supposed to be coming to Netflix soon. But, you know, it's a good time. I like Cyberverse. I kind of want a figure of Lugnut. I don't have a figure of Lugnut. Because she's a star of the show in this series. The big dumb oaf. Turns into a floating tank. Which is just nothing, really, is it? It's bollocks. Those don't exist. Try to tell me they exist. Um... There's a really fun gags in there. My favourite episode, there's one where they're going through this crystalline forest place and they find a crystal city, which is another deep cut in Transformers lore. Um, and it's been taken over by a bunch of repugnances. And there's like, outside the city, there's a bunch of repugnances in bug form. You know my little yellow and red guy? My favourite yeah. little guy. And in the city, they're all in robot form. And all the ones in the city are taking all this Energon and they're just like throwing parties with Energon and they're donate giving Energon to the guy because if they don't give Energon to the leader of the party then they're not going to invite you to his next big, part, big party and when they get enough Energon they just spaff it into the air on fountains and fireworks and shit just because they want to be extravagant assholes and they view all the repugnances that are outside the city as being like lower life forms who aren't worthy of entry and it's like it's, it's basically that episode is a whole big like damnation of capitalist ex- excessivism, excessivism of the rich and you know, assholes, basically. And it's all about Bumblebee and Grimlock's causing a revolution and giving the city over to the little pit bug people. It's a great episode. And there's a great gag where they find a um, robot unicorn in the woods and they're like, don't startle it. And they get near it and the robot unicorn spots him and it transforms into a rocket and flies off. It's a lovely, funny little gag. <laughs> Instead of running away, he just goes... <laughs> um, but yeah. It's it's a fun series. It gets Transformers a lot better than that fucking War for Cybertron series that Netflix did, which was just miserable. Like, these episodes are ten minutes long, and it does feel rushed sometimes, because even though they're multi-episode arcs, each episode is still a ten-minute self-contained episode, so it does feel kind of rushed. But they get over more ground in, like, you know, five ten-minute episodes, and that whole friggin' 
Wolf Cybertron series manages in the whole season series from start to finish. Like with twenty with thirty minute episodes. Like yeah. friggin' And the character this is the thing. The guy who voices Optimus Prime in Cyberverse is the same guy what we're kicking off, yeah. Yeah. But um Optimus Prime in this is voiced by the same guy who voices him in Wolf in the Wolf Cybertron series. Oh, okay. But he sounds a lot more like Optimus Prime in this. In Wolf Cybertron, he's just like every sentence is done as slowly as possible because I think they were trying to fill for time. Mm. And in this, he talks at a proper pace and he's got characterization and stuff like that. Like, absolutely bizarre. Mm. It is weird, but I mean, like, it could be could be decisions. It's we bad don't, direction. Yeah, like, it could be decisions like bad direction, bad editing. You know. Um, sometimes you've just got to add in 19 minutes of slow motion to make the episode 40 minutes. Yeah. They try to keep slow motion away from the dialogue yeah, though, normally, and they try. didn't do that in Wolf Cybertron. You try, but you can't always, can't yeah. always achieve that. But no, it's a good, fun show. Lots it of sounds interesting. Characters. It's, you know, it's good for the kids. Better than the other shit that was spaffed yeah. out for Transformers. Yeah, apparently there's a new show, Niccolo, there's a new show being made, but nothing's been seen of it yet. Yeah, but it's also for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they've announced there's always a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the yeah. every few years. Like, but yeah, good fun. This the new show's got um, they've done Dinobots and they've made Swoop into a girl Dino, and I want to I want to Swoop girl Dino Swoop. The toy isn't a girl Dino though, <laughs> isn't a girl. The toy looks like regular Swoop. The toy is whatever you want it to be. Her. But she's it's got little, she's got little goggles on her helmet on her head, <laughs> like a like an eagle. Yeah, because she turns into a pterodact- pterodactyl. So oh, she cool. flies, so she needs goggles to see when you're flying in case the bugs go in your eyes. Um, but I, I want that. I want I want the new series, and I want the Dinobots. Even though the Cyberverse toys are kind of a bit rubbish sometimes, um, half the Cyberverse toys turn into absolutely fuck all. No, they just turn into a shape with a pointy bit sticking out of them. It's a bit, bit shit. Although that Wild Wheel does turn into a cool little Wild West car. Because the Wild West was well known for having cars. But anyway, Cyberverse Season 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's the best Transformers cartoon since Transformers Prime, which was fantastic. One day I'll watch Transformers Animated, which is the one they all love. All, all the people love Transformers Animated. Got cancelled though after three series. Ugh. That's making me so fucking, so fucking happy. There's so X Men '97 is trending online because yeah. someone found out that the guy who's producing it is one of those people that's like, "Fuck Trump." Yeah, and, good for him. That's yeah, <laughs> like that's a normal, normal person, and that's probably the right person to to hire for an X Men. You know your history show. of X Men, yeah. yeah. Well, there's all these people online who go, "Hope you don't make it woke." It's like you clearly X Men is seen fucking X Men. <laughs> yeah. Well, Day Doctor, one. Well, Professor X is meant to be is meant to be Doctor King. And, you know what, Malcolm X, isn't he? Yeah. And then Figgy uh, is meant to be. It's just fucking. It's just, oh my God! I made it. Whoa! You fucking idiots! The internet's full. Like, uh, what is it with like weaponizing nostalgia? Anyway, that's besides the point. It's my third review, and I saw the new Edgar Wright film. Last night in Soho, and I want to talk about it so you never heard of listen. it. Most people haven't because it seems to have just been in the cinemas for a week and then disappeared. <laughs> I got two more reviews. What was I got? I had it all in my head. Forza. Yeah, but what was the other thing? Um, packing. No, I did that. Okay, I'm going to talk about last night in Soho. What do you think? So, last night in Soho is the story of a young girl who is uh, who is super excited to go to fashion school in London. It is her dream. 
She lives with her nan because sadly her mother passed away via suicide. Uh, because it is, it is hinted at that her mother had the same supernatural powers this young girl possesses. She can see the dead and sometimes mm. commune with the dead. So there's a lovely little scene where she's like Derek Akora. Yeah, yeah, Derek Akora, who's dead now. So he's one of the ghosts yeah. that he spoke to. He's got on the inside. Yeah. He's got inside man himself. Um, so yeah, so she can speak to the dead. And there's a very nice scene in the beginning where she's listening to her mum's old records and she's dancing around the house in this dress she's made herself. And she is singing along to the record. She looks in the mirror and the mum's there smiling out. And she's like, you know, mum was always there to look after me. So she moves to London. She goes to the school and she finds that the dorms are just not a good fit for her. The people are mean. They all party too much. And because of their... Because of the way, the, the fact they've kept her up, they've sort of caused her to miss her first day in school. And she's just, she doesn't feel like she can really properly apply herself if she stays there. She also doesn't really feel like she fits in. So she finds an old place, um, that's being rented, just a room that says women only. And she goes and she, she moves in. Um, but on the first night of falling asleep in this place, she has a vivid dream of the sixties and she is suddenly embo- embodying this character. And she is living the world, uh, living in the world of this character called Sandy, who hopes to one day be bigger than Scylla. She's a singer. Bigger than Scylla Black? Bigger than Scylla Black. Oh, that's going to confuse Americans. They have no um, fucking idea who Scylla Black is. The only problem no is that the person that she finds to help her on this journey is Matt Smith playing a character named Jack, who is a handsome man, but he may be leading her down a dark path. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack. Um, and then from there, she witnesses she witnesses the violent murder of this Sandy character one night. And she tries to unlock the secret as to what's happening. She starts seeing these ghostly apparitions haunting her for our waking life. And even when she is awake, she's not able to escape the nightmare of Sandy and what happened to her. I'm not going to reveal the ending because there is a twist. Um, but it's very well acted. It's very well directed. But some characters in this movie feel like they don't really know what movie they're in. And that is entirely the cast outside of the main woman and anyone in the 60s. Anyone in the 60s is pitch perfect. And then the person that is the current girl, she plays it very well. She plays the same panicked, you know, trying to escape the situation, trying to find out what happened. Um, She does go over the top a couple of times, but, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's a, it's... One of those types of films where sort of sometimes that calls for it because I think that there's some muted performances around her in the present day characters. But the person who plays that love interest, I've seen him somewhere before and he is like a cartoon character in this. He is always super positive. Was it Roger Rabbit? No. No, it's this, it's this guy that I've seen in other stuff. But he has a massive smile. He's really charming. But when shit starts really going mad and off the fucking rails, he's just always constantly happy and like positive. And it's like, dude, no, read the fucking room. <laughs> like, and like, it's just so strange. Um, I'll tell you which one he is. Oh, it's that guy. Wait. Wait. I think it's the guy who's in the suit. Black dude. Oh, Michael Ajayo. I think that's him. That's it. Can I see his picture? I can't see his face. It's tiny. Yeah, it is him. It is him. He, he was one of the young kids in Attack the Block. You're just guessing because you saw Attack the Block there on IMDb. No, 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 he is. He is is one of the... I think he plays Mayhem in Attack the Block. Is that that the kid's name? Mayhem? Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah, Mayhem. Yeah, Mayhem. Yeah, that is him. So yeah, he he was really young in that. But in this, he's just... I think that... I think that he is a good actor. I think that he wasn't really told specifically what 
he was meant to be or how he was meant to be reacting or what I think it's just a weird direction choice in the modern shit that just doesn't work. Like there are there are awful characters in the modern shit. Like the girls that she has to stay with in the dorm, they're all like American style bitchy girls. They're not like actual people talking. They're like horrible bitchy women. And there's a specific scene where the girl reveals her mum died by suicide, and then she goes and she's like, "Oh yeah, I had my my great uncle." died of that too and like and it's such a clear like she's clearly lying but all the characters around her are like oh my god are you okay honey like as if people in the real world would be like your great uncle dying of something someone you haven't met someone you never would have met has died of something I mean, and my great uncle i knew my great uncle oh really yeah i didn't uh but it he was just on like a bunch of films he worked on goldeneye oh really that's yeah. cool but it was just, it's the way that they, the it's the way that they don't react to the information they've been given in a realistic way that kind of ruins it. And it's, it does seem like, a, it seems like the, the reality of the modern day just hasn't been thought about as much as, cause the fucking six, the 60s sets and everything are beautiful. And like, you've got people like, you've got people embodying this, like the people are all fucking great actors in the past stuff. And then the future stuff, it just seems, it feels lacking. And it's so strange. Even even the like in the big twist at the end, like the character that's delivering this information delivers it in a way where you're like, oh, okay. But you're not reacting like someone who's been caught in a lie. You're not reacting. You're just delivering these lines in the exact same cadence you delivered every other line in. And that could be a cold, callous attitude coming through. But the problem is, the person who's delivering that information isn't reacting as a cold and callous person. They're reacting as if they're like, oh, sorry. It's, it's just strange. Stuff happens all the time in London. It's just <laughs> that's actually that might be one of the lines in the script. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's very strange. But the film itself, it was enjoyable. I liked it. I probably will watch it again. It just won't be my first choice if I want to watch an Edgar Wright film because it doesn't really feel like an Edgar Wright film. It is, but it just doesn't feel like one. And maybe maybe being in the cinema, it you know maybe a home home. Did you fall asleep for doing no. it like you did? No time no. to die. No. <laughs> I'll talk about that at some point. Um, but with regards to the actual film itself, like it feels like Edgar Wright wanted to make something like Shutter Island was for Martin Scorsese. You know, like what? I didn't like Shutter Island of all Martin Scorsese yeah, films. It's not great. For- yeah, Shutter Island is probably the film that I like the least of his, and it's similar to Edgar Wright and this. This is a film I feel like Edgar Wright wanted to make, and you know, I think that there is a good premise and there's a good idea here, but I think that some parts of it are lacking. Um. But other than that, you know, it, I want to watch it again. I think a home release, as I said, will be the place where I pick up smaller bits and I enjoy it a bit more, maybe. Just, um, just yeah, just those modern day parts are just grating. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Is it... Is that a, with Tom, Tom Sin McKenzie? The name? main character, yeah. 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 She's Anna really Taylor good. Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah, Anna Taylor-Joy is fucking phenomenal. Anna Taylor-Joy is the person who plays Sandy. Everyone loves her. No, but she's really good in that role as Although well. Although she's going to get, like, not to the curb for Jodie Comer soon, I'm telling you. Because she, in her role, she is confident and, like, you can see the disappointment and the and the upset and, like, her react. There's a scene in which the same words are said by different people and she's reacting to those words and each time she slightly changes her name and it's this idea of her just transitioning between those ideas and her losing herself more and more in these conversations. And there's one person, and this is one of the things, Sam Coughlin, Coughlin is in this. 
He has been in like loads of British movies and TV shows. He was uh, Henry Cavill's brother in uh, in um, Enola Holmes. He played. Uh, I didn't watch that fucking he show. He played. Uh, what's the name of Sherlock Holmes's brother? May May Mayfield or whatever it is. What's his name? I can't fucking remember. Can you remember? No, but there's um, Sherlock Holmes' smart younger brother. That was a um, oh yeah the that, TV program yeah yeah uh, but no he he's he's in that and he's in a bunch of other stuff and he's always like a bit player he did the, the one with Sherlock one with America Idol and Michael Caine that's good can't remember. one with Sherlock Holmes is a character created by oh yeah and they're, like, they're like going through the story and, and they end up no they end up having to do like an inve- uh, like he's putting him out there as if he's real and everyone thinks he's real oh right. And he's played by Michael Caine publicly, and then they oh have yeah, to solve but he's a, a drunk, isn't he? Like yeah. he's like a yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. With regards to with regards to this, it just yeah, him appearing without I, a clue. There you go. Him yeah. appearing, I I could tell that he was going to be a big part of the story, but he's in it for just a second. But then he ends up becoming a really big part in it, and also um, it's got um, fuck's sake, what's his name? Terence Stamp in it. Yeah, Terence Stamp is really good. Zod. In this. Terence Stamp plays just an old guy that is hinted at as being someone from the past, but the modern day, their modern day um, version. And he is, he's creepy, but once you you get like a certain scene, once you get to a certain scene, it all starts making a lot of sense. Everyone likes Terence Stamp. You just, you, you yeah, just he, go Terence Stamp, he, hey, Terence Stamp. That's the thing. Terence Stamp is thing. portrayed as being like this villainous character in this, but once you get that, Terence Stamp. Once you get that, once you get that reveal... Suddenly, you see him in a different light, and it's really interesting. He's like, the ben, he's like Ben Kingsley, but he um he he still gives you your money's worth when you he's hire like ben him. Ben Kingsley, but he's not Whereas getting Marvel. Ben money. Kingsley just DC, doesn't DC give money. a shit sometimes. Ben Kingsley's gonna see him in Blood getting Rain. Get that Marvel. Yeah, he was asleep. He was in Blood Rain. He's in Blood Rain. So was, he's the no, villain in Blood Rain. David Stafford. No, Jason Statham's Jason in, in the name of the King. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a chance to warn Ron Perlman. I said I was going to say to Ron Perlman, "Don't do a new Uber Bowl film." Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't do it. Yeah, but then you know he got that he got that video game video game movie money, and then he did. He'd already been Hunter. in Hellboy by that point. They did Monster Hunter, got that Monster Hunter money. Monster Hunter. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, I, I you know until I watch it again, I just I don't have strong feelings for it, but I don't feel strongly against it. So we're gonna give it Matthew Modine. It's just it's middle of the line for me. What shape is Matthew Modine's head? Like a trapezium. Yeah, that's what I was saying. On its side. Yeah, it's weird. Um, all right, your review, Ed. It's too much of it. It's too much anger. People went too like, angular. He's got too high a hair for an older man. Yeah. His hair goes up to, like, here. Me and Kev were talking about Dennis in Always Sunny and how he's, like, going to turn into Ted Danson eventually. I still can't believe they didn't cast him as uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, the Golden God. Just because yeah. he said Golden God. and I am a Golden God. Right, I was. What was my third thing? I had a third. I'm sure I had four things. Go for it. But I'm gonna have to do something else, aren't I? Because I, I thought I had four things. Let, let's just talk about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Even though I've only played like a bit of it, <laughs> just gave up. Um, you didn't me. You were really positive about it for about five minutes. And that's all. But I just couldn't be asked after. It's crap. It's the thing is right. What's clearly happened is Rockstar have gone. You know what? People really want. Remasters of the yeah. Grand Theft Auto series, which How much is, is a logical thing. To remaster our games, and someone went, "We could do it for this much," and they said, "How about less than that?" <laughs> and maybe get it done in three weeks. Because when I'm done. looking They've... at when I'm looking at what you've presented to me as a, as an idea, I like it. It looks really nice. 
But what if we were to cover this screen in Vaseline? <laughs> it doesn't look like that. I think this looks fine. The thing is, every now and again you're playing it and it looks really nice. You every now and again, the, the PS5 version's fucked. Yeah, you're you're fucked in the bum. So why do you play it on PS5? You play you say on, it's on Game Pass. No, no, I played it on PS5 because someone was someone was playing it. They let me there log in. Oh yeah. Play on Game Pass. Anyway, so every now and again it looks fine because all they've done they've just done the like as far as I can tell. It's like they've done a blanket AI upscaling to all the textures. Um, although, like, there's stuff like text, apparently, that is completely wrong. Like the Guitar Wank Shop. It's called Guitar Hank Shop now. Because um, they just messed up the words. It's just the AI didn't know what letters were in that low <laughs> resolution and just screwed it up. Because those games didn't have the highest resolution textures to pull from in the first place. That's how the game managed to run on a PS2 was by making all the textures absolute dog shit yeah. on those games. They barely had textures, let's yeah. face it. But the thing is, it's like, games like this, you can't just... Games this size, you you can either re-release in their original form with, like, the bare minimum, just... You know like what they did the Ico and Shadow Colossus on PS3? Yeah. Where they just released the PS2 game, but now it's widescreen and it's HD. Yeah. Like, you can either do that with games like this or do a full remake, and they're not going to do a full remake of all three of these games because the budget... Budget for one of them alone would probably come near to what they spent on Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5. Like, to do all three of them, you're talking Red Dead Redemption 2 budget and, like, ridiculous amounts of man hours. Gotta love Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, they're not going to do that on remakes of the uh, of those games. Um, but, like, every now and again you're playing it and it looks fine. Like, you're driving down, you see the light coming through the trees and, like, the forest and the textures, the grass. Like, the way they've made the grass look is really nice. There's, like, little things here and there. And it gives you that vibe of a PS2 game that's been made to look nicer. But then you get stuff like CJ's jeans look like they're like just blurry shite, and you know, just uh, you know, I've I've had cars just turn and start chasing me to kill me, and I've done nothing to them. They just started attacking me, and I know the old game had some weird AI every now and again, but I don't remember cars just chasing you down to kill you like taxis and stuff. Kev had um, he was playing pool, and all the balls stuck together. And they wouldn't move, and there's no option to put talc on those sticky balls. They're just stuck, mm. like completely stuck. Um, there's also stuff like you can see Mount Chiliad in the background when you're in the city, which I mean, CJ doesn't know where he is later in the game when he gets kidnapped and left outside Mount Chiliad. So I mean, he doesn't know where the mountain is that he can see from his bedroom window. Like he's lived there his whole life. Um, They've put no like distance fog or anything. There's some there's some stuff where I like being able to see the higher bit the, the skyscrapers in the city from the suburbs because that plays into the whole haves and have not thing that LA should have. Um which is something they did quite well in um Grand Theft Auto Five. Because you could like be driving through really dingy streets, turn a corner and you're in the like metropolis in that game, which is what LA is like. Yeah. LA is LA is fucked like that. Mm. Like this, the rich poor divide is like one block away from each other, and you never know what you're going to get. Like Forrest Gump's chocolates. Um, one of these is laxative. But this this thing, I feel like if if they'd just given it like another six months, bit more of a budget, they could have made it. But this reminds me of when I worked on the Harry Potter game, and oh here we go. Yeah, and I worked on Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Right, they're not going to spend a massive amount of budget on these movie games. One second, they? one second, one second. Can we reveal that you're the one who put the transphobia in? There's no Jacqueline Harry- Wilson. Yeah, I had it coded into JR <laughs> J- Tolkien. JK Rowling. Yeah, that's Jamie. You hit the transphobia button, put the slider all the way up. The film people might not remember. The film got delayed by six months. Yeah. Um, and when it got delayed by six months, instead of them just going, 
well, we got six more months to, you know, sort out this game's problems. What they did was they didn't bring back any of the QA staff. I was supposed to come back onto it and I didn't because they decided they didn't want to bring me back. They basically slashed the bud, slashed the spending. They had to stretch the six months. Like they had like four months left on the budget and the game was nowhere near done. So the film getting delayed was a godsend for them because now they had six months more to get the game done. Yeah. But instead of having like more money spent on it in those six months, they had to make the six months budget spread out even longer. Like the four months they had left spread out to a 10 months or whatever it was at that time. Um, and that's what they'll do. They'll just like, you know, they'll give you a budget. They won't spend extra just to get the job done well. They'll they'll spend however much they feel like spending and you've got to do what you can with it. Yeah. Because um, you can tell the guys who are making this care about it. Like they've done a, like they've done a pretty neat job of some of it and they've, they've definitely... They definitely got an eye for it. Like, like, like I said, there's some moments where you can see like the sun coming through the trees, and it looks really nice. Um, but they've changed to a global illumination system, and it's made some of the cutscenes look weird because they're happening in the back of an alleyway. Um, but then it ends up looking all dark, whereas before, you know, they had pre-programmed lighting and everything. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's just a weird old thing. Like, you see stuff like nice reflections in like tiled floors or something, and that's a nice touch. Yeah, but then you see the guys in the car aren't animated while they're driving. They're just sitting there with their arms straight forward. That's how like, people drive. Like they were animated in the original. <laughs> um, you know, you see that broken down car that's outside um, CJ's neighbor's what's his name's house, um, and it's just like five. You know, it's just a rectangle. Mm. Um, you know, they could have bumped up some of those qualities a little bit, but um, yeah. It's it's just an odd one. It feels like they could have definitely spent a lot longer working on this and spent some money on it. And the thing, it's not like they're stuck for money. Like, if this was a small company, like, you know, republishing an old game that they don't really have the budget to do a massive spending, you might forgive it a little bit. But it's freaking Rockstar. They've they've got so much fucking they've money. They've got more money than God. They're like, the freaking... They could have made this amazing just on excess, like a percentage of the excess money they get from the GTA 5 online. Like... They're releasing GTA Five for the third time soon. Yeah, I know. And like, people are going to buy it. Yeah, people are going to buy it in their droves. Yep. Like, I would have preferred if they just if they weren't going to put that much effort into it, and that much money, just do a straight up or just give it to up conversion else. of the original games. Just like, give it to someone else. It's a Blue Point. Let Blue Point. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Although Blue Point, they do go overboard. They do full remakes, like yeah, like Shadow Cross. That's that's where the money gets ridiculous. Yes, Queen. Like. Like their remake of Dark Demon Souls is, is incredible. Is incredible, yeah. The remake of Shadow of the Colossus is fantastic. Their Demon Souls, like Demon their Souls. restorations of God of War, the original Demon three. Demon Souls is the only reason I bought a PS5 early. It's the only yeah. fucking reason is to play that game. And you know what? Like when I was playing that, it's worth it. I don't really play it now. I don't get to play the PS5 as much because I don't. The problem with the PS5. Just give me your PS5. For you free. can't have it. You can borrow it. I want it for free. No, you can't have it. You can borrow it. No. You not can good borrow enough. it. That's not good it. Enough. It's mine now. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm the captain. <laughs> sort your teeth out. What my teeth? <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> Do they not have dentists in Somalia? No, they're not many. I'm the captain. <laughs> not not as many as like we have in the UK for no, our famously true, yeah. good teeth. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah. GTA San Andreas. I know San Andreas. It's the only one I played out of the lot of the three. I'm assuming they're all very similar, like this. Like this could be fixed though. Like oh yeah, like they're all they're all. This. If Rockstar have any shame, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get fixed. I'm sorry. How many shark cards have you bought? You're not going to get the upgrade. Yeah, 
Like the thing is that you say that this this is actually the best of the three in terms of running. GTA three. I mean, I was having like frame pacing issues for sure. Yeah, like it was a consistent every. I told you what happened with me. Half where, a second. I told you what happened with me where the lead person on a bike, the other person collided with them. And instead of them like knocking into each other and detecting each other, the person I was meant to be following was now on top of the other person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's from the. Oh, that was in the original game. Oh, really? Yeah. And then like that sounds it like left a, a marker bug. behind as they yeah. rode off. Oh, well, that's probably not. That's probably yeah. broken. But um, but San Andreas, like in terms of running, is the best running of the three. Oh yeah, Kev said they've tweaked the train mission. You know the one that one's famously difficult where yeah. you have to chase the train. Yeah. and shoot the guys on the train, chasing on the train, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, he said the train goes like about a third of the speed it used to. <laughs> he got well ahead of it and just gunned everyone down as they were coming for him. There's like... Oh, that's a change. I can understand changing that mission, but... In GTA GTA 3 and GTA Vice City both run worse than San Andreas do. Yeah. Like they, they have way more frame dips. They have like loads of issues with clipping. There's bits where like cars will just sink under the ground. You know, it's just it's it's like a first. The original drug. game had messy bug physics though. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember the whole the um, tanker truck? If you spun it at the right angle, and if you skidded at the right angle and jackknifed it, it would fling the truck trailer cab into the distance. I was, one, I was one of the only people to play GTA Four online, and I remember that swing set like it was yesterday. No, I'm talking about just hand. Oh no, no, I know, but I mean, like, I'm aware there are bugs in, in Rockstar games. Do you not remember the swing set that would launch you over the map? Yeah. yeah, there was a swing set where if you hit it with a car, it would just launch your car at super speed into the air and fling you halfway over the app. Yeah, just like in real life. Yeah. And there was loads of people. Basically, online, if you got into a certain, like a game where there were eight people, people were just literally queuing up behind the swing set to launch themselves. You just run towards it and it rocketed you halfway across the thing. Yeah. But I think, I think if, no, I'll say, if Rockstar had any shame, they probably don't. But. If if the backlash has been bad enough, I mean, it's got what is it, zero point six on yeah, there? It, it got removed from the PS Store. Yeah, um, if they could just like, like put a little bit of fog in. I know it sounds silly, but put a bit of fog in for the distance, so you, the yeah, sense of scale back, is returned. Draw back the drift, because the sense of Sandres's map isn't as big as you remember it being, and it's part of the sense of scale is because you can't see that far into the distance. Um, sort out this freak, all the texture nonsense that's going on. Sort out some of these bugs. Um, you'd have a game that'd be fine. Like it'd look like a nice, just simple clean up of the original. You're not going to get a full remake of games like this. No, but the budget would be ridiculous. They wouldn't spend it. It'd be like, incredibly successful. Yeah, but the budget would be ridiculous. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it took years for them to do a Final Fantasy VII remake, and well, they finally did it as not a remake of Final Fantasy. Well, you know why they did that? Because it was being remade by another studio, and then five years or three years into them making it, they got like. They turned around and said, no, you're not making this thing. It was the same studio that did that Dragon Ball Kakarot game. Was it? Yeah, they were making one for like three years. Yeah. And then Sony turned around and went, fuck no, we're going to do it. And then they that was two years of game of game design was the one that we got. Yeah, but that was a full-blown ridiculous amount of money spent on that. Yeah. They would have spent more on that fucked. one part than... Well, they're not, the they're not going to make any more games, are they? They're making this another part. No, it won't yeah. fucking happen. They'll just be keep saying they're going to make yeah. it, and that's it. Anyway, you review your full thing. My last thing. I saw the Shaternals. No, that's not um, a nice thing to say. Yeah, I saw the Eternals. Uh, it's it's dog shit, mate. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to say some positive things. I'm going to say some negative things, but I'm mostly going to talk about the Eternals. Um, oh, that's nice. I got to bring up the cast list. And there's a spoiler in it. Oh, because the <laughs> yeah. post, yeah. It's good stuff. 
It's good stuff. Good stuff. What was that film where they put um where one of the songs they released a soundtrack before the film came out? Um, one of the songs is a spoilers. Was the, just the name this character died? Qui Gon dies. Phantom Menace. Ah, uh, Qui Gon dies. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So the Eternals, short and sweet. The uh, Inhumans failed, didn't they? And they still don't have the rights to the X Men, or they do, but it's shaky. I don't know. They own Fox now, so they should have X Men. Um. So they're making making the Eternals. Are the Eternals? Bit of backstory of the characters. So the Eternals are these beings that, uh, as the name, as the name kind of insinuates, they're immortal beings that have lived on the the Earth, and they they kill things called the Divergence, Deviants. Divergent, 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 yeah, YA series with Shane Woodley or whatever her name was. Um, so uh, so what happens is that uh, the Eternals they they have been around for thousands of years and helped humans. Through, through you know, uh, crises involving the the deviants, um, but they won't get involved in any conflict that is human on human or not related to deviants. They will only deal with the deviants. So their whole goal is to annihilate this species of monsters that lives on the earth, and they seem to have been successful. That sounds uh, genocidal. Look, it can't be genocide because they're all different races. So. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, no, so they, they basically, they, they've got to kill the Deviants. And the Deviants are, for the most part, these mindless monsters that have been put on the earth to, to just uh, control the population of the Alpha alpha Predators, whatever's on there. So basically, like humans, they're there to control the population. But the Eternals have also been placed there to make sure that humans, you know, evolve to a certain standard so that, spoilers... The celestial being that is inside the Earth, because the Earth is an egg. Yeah, Earth's a big eggy. Oh, it's got unicorn in it, like in Transformers: yeah. The Last Night. With Je- with Gemma Chan, because um, she played the Quintessa. Did she? Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Um, was it? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was her voice. Yeah, that was uh, a waste of talent. Gems, yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, so so all the Eternals they are in modern day the world. Um, they find out the deviants are back because they thought they wiped them all out thousands of years ago, but they're back, and uh, and they are they are essentially speeding up the process of the egg cracking. Now the Eternals didn't know the world was a big eggy. They didn't know it was a big eggy filled with celestial goo. Hey, this is a Doctor Who thing. Yeah, I know. The uh, moon was an egg. It had a dragon in it. Yeah, well, no, this doesn't have a dragon. So basically, when yeah. there's enough sentient life on the Earth, it will feed the celestial embryo and cause it to crack out and create a new celestial. So because the celestial genocide is good? Yeah. Question mark. If the Eternals just killed loads of humans, yeah, which they could have done easily, they could have stopped the eggy from cracking. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so they are. They've decided they don't want. They don't want the Earth to die because they've all kind of fallen in love with Earth, even though. Some of them are mad weary. And and you've read a celestial. You've said read an Eternals comic, haven't you? No, fuck no. Oh, okay. Mad weary is where you go insane because you've lived so many lives. Because uh. it turns out that these Eternals, the ones in this comic, are actually automatons. They're robots that are designed to look like the populace. Spoilers. Who's gonna fucking see this at this point? We'll be on Disney Plus soon. Everyone will watch it. You won't. You'll try. It'll be like Inhumans. Hmm. Uh, basically, so Mad Weary is what happens when, when you live multiple lives and they don't properly wipe your brain. And that's what Angelina Jolie has. 
which is why she's hanging out with Gilgamesh, who's Don Lee, who's the guy from Train from Train to Busan, and the best character in this film. Don Lee. Don Lee. That sounds like a fake name. Oh, is it Don Lee or Don Lee? It sounds like a um, like a fake Bruce Lee character in. Do you think it's just anime. the name he's given because he knows why? Yeah, the Rock Lee stupid. in Naruto. Hun? No, Rock Lee in Naruto. Not one of those fake martial arts names. Is that a real name? Yeah, Don Lee. He's Gilgamesh. Don Lee. Yeah. Um, so, so he. Um, he is probably the, my favourite character next to uh, Camille because Camille's like the best character in this film. He's the only one who kind of gets gets uh, who has found some sort of happiness for himself. He's turned himself into a Bollywood dynasty. So it's basically he was his dad in early Bollywood and then his dad's son <laughs> in, in like the next the next thing and then he pretends that he's the son of that guy <laughs> and he just every poster is still clearly him and he's got this whole like fucking thing he's got his he's they won't question that in Bollywood no probably not no. and the guy that is the guy that he's got is his uh, is his like butler his, is his friend that goes around everywhere with him and films everything because they're trying to make a documentary whilst he's going around places um, he is just like oh I know you're the Eternals my friend is thousands of years old <laughs> like oh so you just told him everything he's like yeah He's, you know, he knows everything about me. He's got a private jet. He's got a jacket with his name embroidered on the back of it and stuff. He's just completely shameless about what he's doing. In fact, when he, uh, when, when they go to like recruit him to try and help them stop the celestial thing, because they don't know that's the mission. That's what they find out later. When they go and try and recruit him, he's like, I'm you, Icarus. And he's wearing like this sparkly blue, like, you know, like felt costume with this big flaming. Because obviously I've taken some embellishments with the costume. <laughs> it's just like, there's no reason he's ripped though. No, you Bollywood how- actors get ripped. Really? Yeah. Camille's yeah, like up really ripped. Dutton, yeah. And friggin- but uh, but no, all in all, like... Not Anil Kapoor, not that sort of actor, but the action stuff. It's like. really strange because like, there are a load of characters in this that seem to know exactly the type of move they're in and they're kind of enjoying themselves. And then there's like Icarus played by Richard Madden who's just like, I'm Icarus. Do you remember when we used to be in Love, Cersei? They do all look like a whole bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Like, Selma like, Hayek's in it, though. Selma Hayek's really good in it. Yeah, She's like really her. interesting. She's the one who made the decision She's for them lovely. to... They basically decide that they're all going to go and try and live happy lives, like, thousands of years ago. And they all sort of, like, go off in their own areas. And Don Lee goes with Angelina Jolie because he sort of, like, brings her out of this mad weary thing where she has, like, these fits where she starts trying to kill people. And she... She and him basically just go and live in Australia together. And, like, they have, like, a hut. And he dresses, like... Just like an old railroad worker, railroad worker. I'm fucking my words today. He's got like dungarees and stuff on the top. He's just missing a flat cap. (laughs) He'd be like Popeye. (laughs) But yeah, really, really cool. Like characters, really interesting people. And like certain people have so much more personality than Richard Madden and Gemma Chan in their scenes together. Because they're just so bland. Which one's Richard Madden? Richard Madden's the one from Game of Thrones, but also the bodyguard, the UK bodyguard yeah, the football program. football games, yeah? No, no. Yeah, okay. He's from Game of Thrones. Like, he Didn't played... Didn't watch it. Oh. But he's basically... He's like, he like, Cersei, I was in love with you, but now you've taken a human lover. And she's like, uh, yeah, whatever. She's on her phone. And he's like, time for us is but a blink. He will die. And she's like, yeah, whatever, mate. I'm on my phone. And he's like, he's like, at one point they're on a plane, and he turns to her and he goes, "Cersei, you are addicted to this device." Sprite tells me, and she's like, she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I just got on my phone." And I was like, "You're immortal, mate. Let her play fucking Tetris on her phone. <laughs> Who gives a fuck?" 
you're acting like she shouldn't be allowed to do this. And it's just, it's weird shit like that. Like, there are so many characters that have personality in this, and they're given so little time. And then the character that has the least amount of personality, Richard Madden, is, like, central to everything. And then they kill off some characters that would be interesting to see. And then characters I've seen like, him in exactly nothing. Really? Oh. Yeah. I didn't then, even play the Castlevania game he's in. Angelina Jolie is super fucking boring in this. She's not really given anything to do. Like, she's, like they go, she's got the mad weary. She was the best warrior we've got, but she's got the mad weary. And it's like... Is it okay. called the mad weary? In yeah, the it's called the mad weary. It sounds it's like you're spelled, making it's up. It's spelt weird in the comics. No. Oh. But it's said like mad weary. That's like the whole thing. It's like, it, it sounds, sounds like mad weary. I don't like that. No, nor do I. It's crap. Um, and also the Celestials aren't really in it very much. And like, there's this whole plot point about a device that lets you talk to the Celestials. And Selma Hayek has it. It's fine. And when Selma Hayek dies... Cersei turns up and goes, oh, hi there, Cersei. Oh, it's going inside of me. I can talk to the Celestials. And like, and they talk to the Celestial and he's like, all right. Earth's probably going to die in it. And they're like, no, we're going to stop it. We've got these powers. Um, one of the weird things in the comics, they've all got the same sort of powers, but different ones have different like abilities they're good at. So they can all like fly and they're all super strong and all this other shit. But certain ones will be better at things they do. And like Icarus in the comics, it's really interesting because in the comics, they're not robots. They just have a um, spaceship. And if they die, they suddenly get brought back in the spaceship. So the deviants at one point, so deviants evolve in the comics as well. So over the thousands of years, they're fighting these mindless monsters. This isn't monsters. the comics though. No, I know. But in, in the comics, the deviants, when they begin, are these mindless monsters. And then by the time they're in current day, they look almost human. There's just like these weird little like sharp teeth or like... They hide the fact they've got tentacles instead of arms by wearing long sleeves and shit like that. By moving to Japan. Yeah. And um, <laughs> being in porn. Um, but in this, they're just like these big like Hanging dog monsters. that swimming pool. <laughs> they're just like big dog monsters. You know and about then... that swimming pool? What one? There's this one, that one swimming pool in Japan. Wait, what? It's using loads of Japanese porn. No. And it turns up every now and again TV shows and it's like, everyone goes, oh, that's that swimming pool that's full of cum. Oh, no idea. <laughs> they know they're a cum, but how forward of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's there's none that like one of them does evolve to talk, and like as he kills Eternals, he sort of like gains more and more humanity. Yeah. But to no end, they still just kill him oh. at the same time as they kill another character who turns out to be the villain. Spoilers: It's fucking Mister Robot. I haven't watched the film yet. The fucking spoiling all the film for me. It's a dog shit film, man. Why do you hate Marvel films so much? <laughs> I love Marvel films. I just they. Clearly knew which characters were going to be the most interesting, but they didn't do anything with them. Like Druig, who's the guy who can control humans' minds. So what you're saying is it's bad because it's woke. No, no, no. Druig, who is the, the he's the Irish kid from the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, I've not seen that. Really? Of course not. What films do you watch? Marvel films. <laughs> <laughs> which Marvels is he in? <coughs> he's in this one. In I've not seen it. He plays Druig. He can, he can control people's minds. Yeah. And in this, he has a really, really sweet, like, very good chemistry with the deaf lady who's an eternal in this. Oh, she's in Walking Dead. Is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. In this, she's, I know her. In this, she's, like, the one who's very name? fast. Uh, in in the comics, I think that she's also deaf in the comics. Yeah. And the idea is that she runs so fast that it's basically obliterated her eardrums. Um, but in... But, yeah... He has like this really like they, Lauren Rid, 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 Ridloff. They see each other for the first time in a while, and his his whole thing is that he's like their central conversation's happening. 
about all the end of the world stuff. <laughs> and he just goes over to her and literally, and it's, it's the most chemistry between two characters outside of the romance aspects of this. He goes over to her, he nudges her and he just does like some like cheeky little signs just to the side. And she laughs and slaps him on the shoulder and he's like, and then she does something back to him. And just, you, you get a sense of like, these people actually care about each other. But then everyone else in it is like, Cersei. Was there a bit where they do that in um, LA and the police arrest them for throwing gang signs? Is it the vagina? Is it? No, they do. No, little... What's the vagina? I don't know, man. Is it, I don't, is it, I don't is know that? much sign language, man. It's that, I think. Freaking... Well, it's in, it's in um, Master uh, of None, freaking... isn't it? It's in Master she of None, isn't it? Where the girl's, the girl's deaf. And she's There's no to... point doing sign language on a podcast. I know, we're, sorry, we're sorry, sorry. Podcasts are notoriously... Sign, if anyone knows the sign for vagina, could you just... Notoriously inaccessible. Just let us know. Deaf. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's such an odd thing to watch this multi-million dollar production where you can clearly see that they knew that certain people had great chemistry, had great presence, and those people were given five minutes, maybe ten minutes in the movie. How and the rest like of it, two, It's like two hour hours long. and 40 minutes. It's yeah. like two and a half hours. And it's it's just a shame that they didn't give more to these characters. Even Sprite. Sprite, who in, in, the, in the comics is just a character who's like, I gave up being an Eternal. I destroyed my pod, pod so I'm aging now. I can't come back. It won't revitalize me. I don't have a connection to the to the Celestials anymore. And it's like, but Sprite, why did you do it? It's like, because I don't want to be a fucking 12-year-old anymore, mate. I'm 15 now. Great. Three years older. I'm going to die one day, but at least I can get railed. But in this, Richard Madden's like, I can't have sex with you, Sprite, even though I love you and you love me. It's like, but why can you not have sex with me? We're Eternals. And it's like, yes, but you look 12, so the police might be quite upset with me. It's like, but that makes no sense. We're thousands of years old. <laughs> Wait, so is Richard Madden one of those guys who likes lolly stuff? No, Richard Madden is like, Cersei, I love you. And then Sprite's like, I love you, Richard Madden. Richard Madden's like, shush now, child. <laughs> Even though you're the same age as me and you were just an artificial construct to look like a child, I'm telling Cersei I love her. Cersei, I love you. She's like, but I love Dane, the Black Knight, played by uh, Kit, Kit, whatever his name is. And then he's over in the background, he's like, what's going on with all these Eternals? <laughs> and then at the end he's like, I better pick up my family's sword. And then the, the, in the background Blade goes, I wouldn't pick that up if I were you. And he's like, who? Who's that? <laughs> it's, yeah, Blade. Blade's in this. Sorry, why are you spoiling it? It's not. It's not anything to do with the movie. Yeah, but people you might want to release it on YouTube, and people will be like, "Oh, is this in Eternals?" And they'd be like, "No, it's not in Eternals." You have brilliant surprise for people. I've seen it yet. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, so Richard Madden's, Richard Madden's like in my head now. Richard Madden turns around and he's like, he's like Sprite. I can't love you. It's like Sprite's like, but she won't fuck you. I'll fuck you. It doesn't matter what I look because we're, we're all thousands of years old. And he's like, yes, but. Police might get involved, surprise. And it just doesn't make sense. Also, why did they make a child one? So they could, like, not fuck it. <laughs> the Celestials just are like... Torture the Celestials are like, we've made all these incredibly attractive people. Now what do we do? I know. Kid one. Why? Yeah. Torture. <laughs> we must know what it is to one torture. Of them, one of them was a bad person. Just... One of them was the Hitler of the Eternals. One of them said, we're going to make a chick kid now. <laughs> Now then, now then, let's make a little kitty. Honestly, it would make sense if they turned around and they said, we have to make one that can infiltrate other people's groups. But the fucking thing is, they give Sprite the power to make any illusions. But the problem is that 
you can't justify making the child the one with the illusions when you could just as easily make it so they could make themselves look like a child for illusions and it have the same fucking effect. It doesn't make any sense. Also, when they send them back, there's not a lot of white people fucking 6,000 years ago. You know, maybe, just maybe, it's going to be noticeable regardless of the age of that person. It's fucking stupid, Ad. It makes no sense. It's in the comics. In the comics, it makes sense because you've got to make one of them sort of be like, I gave up my powers. I'm human now, but I can still help you navigate this world. I can still help you find find out what's happening. For a few years. I mean, it doesn't really matter to them. It's like... Yeah, yeah exactly. But they in this, there's no point. There's no sense to it. Story-wise, plot-wise, it's just a weird thing to do. And then at the end, I'm not going to ruin it, but it's You already have. Shit. You've ruined everything. Anyway, so I'm going to give this. Everything that I'm going to give this a Matthew Modine because the interactions I liked, I really liked. There just weren't enough of them. There wasn't enough time given to the good characters. You fell asleep during it again. Some of the best characters get killed off. Oh. And you know, like that's how you miss them. But they get killed off for no reason. Like it that's seems nice. like there's a reason. You're going to watch this that's and you're nice. going to agree with me on so much of this shit. And you're going to be so frustrated because I just. I want you to understand. I'm Why won't him. you understand? Yeah, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> um, You'd be like, this is Dune. This look, is like Dune times no, I'm the 10. person who's already decided that Malignant is my film of the year. So, I mean, Malignant's better than this. Malignant's a masterpiece. No, it's Freaking not. beautiful film. Atlas is better than Malignant. Anyway, Ant, your review. Does Malignant have, Atlas have a backwards person? Yes! There's no backwards people in Antlers. Yes, there is. Walking backwards. Yes. Stabbing people. Not stabbing people. Squishing their heads. Yes. Doing backwards kung fu. Well, it's a form of kung fu. It's kill fu. Kill fu. Yeah. They'll kill you. But yeah, kill fu. Your review, Anne? Is it? Yeah. Is it now? Yeah. Right. Re- review Forza and shut the fuck okay, up. Okay, Forza, Horizon 4. Forza? Not There's no T. Forza. Forza. Yeah, do you not know how to pronounce that? I say Forza. Yeah, it's not how you pronounce it. Forza. It's Forza. No, it's not. It's Forza. Look, Look you're, it like, up. you're like one of those people that tells me it's FIFA instead of FIFA. You're one of those people who can't say Denis Villeneuve, aren't you? You mean uh, Denis Villeneuve? <laughs> Freaking American. <laughs> Director right? of Oon. Hey, Forza Horizon 5 is a game about a bunch of extremely rich people tearing it up over Mexico. Um, just... Trashing everything, not like wrong. Jesus fucking god! I mean, I didn't mind when it was the UK because I mean, there's not much you can do to yeah, ruin it. Yeah, to be it. honest, you can only um, introduce fluoride into the water. Yeah, I mean, we're just putting sewage straight in there. Yeah, fluoride right would be an upgrade. Guys, to be honest, yeah, to be honest, don't come to the UK if you want to go to the beaches. Nah, they don't exist anymore. No, nah, don't. It was rivers as well. Oh yeah, and the rivers. Yeah, the rivers and the bridges. Yeah, and you. We're taking back our borders. <laughs> <laughs> no one will want our fish if they're all yeah. fucking full of shit. Yeah, dumb cunts. Anyway, so for this. it's more of the same. Yeah. Um, it's all, you know, you're driving around Horizon festivals. Um, one thing's a bit different to the last one. You're setting up separate little mini Horizon festivals around Mexico as you go, and each one's got its own set of adventures yeah. tied to it. Um, in the previous one, you had, like, the dirt rally events and all this sort of stuff, but they just sort of came up as you unlocked them. But in this one, you have to establish the tent, and that unlocks those events the different sorts of events. Yeah. Um, it's got the Eliminator mode in from the start, which is the Battle Royale thing they had in the last one, which was weird that. It was like, all of you on the map and you had to challenge each other to races and the losers got eliminated from the races. It was like the midnight, not Midnight Club, Tokyo Ra- Highway Racer sort, sort of, of stuff. Yeah, sort yeah. 
But um, yeah, it's it's more the same stuff. It's pretty good. It looks really lovely. Um, crashes a hell of a lot on PC. Apparently, it's not just me. Oh really? Who's having this? It's a massive problem for everyone. My PC's beyond minimum specs for it. It's got basically the same specs as the last Forza. Yeah. And I played Forza Horizon Four on PC for months before I got an Xbox One. Mm. Um. So yeah, I had that. What like six seven months before I got the Xbox One X? That no, worked fine. Um. Yeah, and that worked fine. But this one, when it's running, it's on PC, running super smooth, looks better than it does on the Xbox One X even. Mm. Um, it's I, I haven't got the resolution up as high, so that's probably the one thing that's... Well, I had the resolution set at 1080. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, if if I bumped up the resolution, it would look better anyway. But it just I couldn't get through the intro. It just crashed at different stages during the intro. Mm. Um, but the weird thing is, you play on Xbox One, when you do that intro bit, it skips between different locations... And it goes to a loading screen on the Xbox One X. On the series consoles, it doesn't. It just transitions from one to the next because it's able to load it all up that quick. Yeah. Um, on the PC, it seems like it doesn't go to that loading screen. It just tries to switch like, to the next one. Switch to the next one. I think it's expecting you to have an SSD in there. Oh. Okay. Um, but I can't put that on my SSD because my SSD is two hundred and fifty gig, and this game's one hundred and seven. So where, how am I going to make that much space on the main SSD on the computer that's got all the main programs? on it because that's my launching that's the yeah. thing for launching um, but it's fine I just played it on Xbox and if it ever do fix it on PC and make it work properly then I can just jump over there but even then um, online's messed up on it as far as I can tell I can almost never get online to work on it um, I haven't been able to get the thoughts of points you can pick up from completing challenges um, every time I go into it it's like you're currently offline do you want to join Horizon Life which is where you have other players driving around as well, rather than just the driver tars. Yeah, I've seen them maybe three times. Like oh. it's constantly disconnecting, and you have to press the X button when the countdown thing's going on, saying, "Oh, you'll be disconnected soon." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's constantly doing that. Um, I've seen other people saying online that the online just plain is broken for them when they're yeah. I've had a lot of issues with the online stuff. Yeah. The just, connecting thing that you were talking about just then it happens. It just after keeps every going. Race. Yeah, yeah. I just gave up on it. Um, that's it. It's not this. This. I, the Mexico map, I'm not. I'm liking it because it is massive and it's got some varied environments and all this sort of stuff. Although it feels a lot emptier than the Horizon Four one did. It doesn't feel there's a lot of life but, to any of it. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like if I was Mexican or was familiar with Mexico, I'd probably recognise loads of stuff more. There's some towns um, and stuff like that, but there's just it doesn't. Yeah, but I don't like know what towns they represent. Whereas when I played like yeah. Horizon Four, like everywhere I went, I knew what town in the UK that was representative of. I knew what. Was it Horizon Three? Was France? Uh, Australia. Horizon Three. Was it? I think, yeah, one of them was, was Mon- two France. Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, two's yeah three. One of them's Australia. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck. Who cares? I didn't play those ones. So I didn't play a demo of one of them. Okay. Um, but with Horizon Four, I recognise loads of locations, and you know, there's Edinburgh, and there's the main city part of it, and yeah, you know, this um like the causeways and all this sort of stuff. But this hasn't got to me. It hasn't got any of that, and it does. Like I say about the rich people just be tearing up the place. There's a bunch of times where I've now been driven into Aztec temples and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I really, I feel like I shouldn't be driving through here. This should the be thing off I hate is like, I really don't enjoy those ones where you've got to take pictures. Yeah, um, I found out last night the pictures don't actually save to your Xbox. I thought it was going to save them as a screenshot to your Xbox. Oh, but it doesn't. Don't. You have to, if you don't share them online, you've got no way of seeing them again as far as I can huh. tell. I don't really give um, a shit. I just don't want to do those missions. Yeah, you have, you have a few of them. You have ones where you have to take photos of um, statues and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I've um, those And ones. there's awards for taking them near your homes and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, they had that in the last game as well. We had stuff yeah. like that. But this that's another thing as well. It's constantly throwing awards at you and like little achievements. It feels like 
You know that dog of the little the the video of the little girl going up to the dog doing a poo, going yeah. "Good job pooping." Um, you know, just celebrating the dog's little achievement there when yeah. you do the poo. It, it feels like that. Yeah, it feels like that constantly. Like the video's on a loop. You're just well done. You drove ten meters. Here's an award. You got fifty points. Well done. I wish you could pick like your awards at the end rather than it be like because you know when you when it's you... always behind on the awards. Yeah, as well. Like I use my wheel spin up and it'll go. You leveled up. Here's your free wheel spin. And I'm like, I already know. I've done. I just, I just don't want. I don't want a wheel spin. I don't need this gutcha shit in a fucking full price game. It's I'm not so much the wheel spin. It's just that it wants to notify me that I've got a wheel spin after I've used the wheel spin. Yeah, I just don't just want recognize the wheel I've spin. used it. I just don't tell pick me something. Like the whole point of those other Forza games is that you could get your collection of cars up. Mm. And like in this, it feels like I'm not being given cars as much because they're held behind. I've got loads of cars. I'm really Have you really? Yeah. I've got the same like 14 I started with. We're playing for hours. I've got like 50 odd. <laughs> really? Yeah. I bought one car. Yeah, I, I, bought... I only bought a Buick because I wanted to make my um my downshift transfer. Oh no, I bought I bought like um it might be a Ford or something. It might be a Ford GT or some shit. Yeah. But it was like it, the only reason I got it was because I had an S ranking car that was 831. And I know that like you can go up a little bit more than that. I think you can go up to eight three nine. It's just a little bit faster, or the handling's a little bit better. And there's a couple of eight three sixes that I recognised from Forza Horizon Three, and I bought it because of that. And it's this beautiful fucking car that I've got in like matte black with like yellow accents on it. And I was like, this is this is the car I wanted. And you can use it for like every race. That's the other thing I found. Depends what you're on. Some races right. are strictly limited to certain things. You get like off-road races. You can only use like the four by four vehicles on and things. Because okay. I've mostly been going around on a Ford uh, Mescort rally car. That's all. Oh, like, cool. Got Monster Energy drink tampos <laughs> all over it and stuff. Um, but no, I've got um, I got a McLaren, a Senna McLaren, the 2019 McLaren. Oh, cool. yeah. um, that thing I did a race where you had to drive around the entire perimeter of the yeah. map. Um, it's like 35 miles r- race. Yeah. Um, it took like 13 minutes in, in that car. Um, I had to rewind a bunch because I kept going off the course because that car does not like braking. I liked the... Um, it's really early on. But I like the mission you get where it's like, we've got this rocket car and you've just got to bomb it down the fucking highway. Oh, that's one of the speed traps. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to fucking... Is that the volcano launch. mission yet? I think You've so. Done that. I think so. That's when we have to race up a... You drive up works you drive the top up of the volcano. You drive up and you do the little... You have to plant some stuff thing. down. Yeah. Um, it plays the escape music from Aliens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have done that. I one. was hoping you'd get to ride down the volcano as it erupts, but you don't. You just sort of drive down it and then yeah. jump into someone else's race and <laughs> take over their race. There was... Like a rich asshole that you are. There was one race that I did that was... It wasn't the perimeter of the island. It was like two connecting areas, basically. Um, and it was just one of those percentage races, and I was mm. didn't think anything of it, but it led into like another Mexico, like another Forza Horizon festival. Have you done that one? Like it's a really long. You probably unlocked race. one of the Horizon events, maybe. But it's a really long percentage race, and it goes on for what feels like five or ten minutes, and you get to the end of it, and it's like you've unlocked, and it's like another horizon, like another little festival area. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the Horizon events. You select yeah. them. That's how you open the other events. Because I've like unlocked four different locations or three. Yeah, but if you keep doing the missions they've got, you'll have one where you get multiple different choices for missions you can take. Yeah. But I did one where you found a Volkswagen Beetle and you do a whole bunch of like rally oh, racing I did that, and stuff. Yeah. And there's like 11 missions. Have you done many do. of the like the um, barn ones where you yeah, go and pick a up the car? Things. Yeah. You can leave cars there and they go and get gifted to other players. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I had one gifted to me. I got myself like a... Um, I don't think it's another Ford. Oh, okay. But you can just chuck a car in there and it'll go to a random player. Okay. Um, and you can give them a little message back saying thanks. 
I mean, some of the cards are really good, and like some of it does feel a bit strange. Um, it feels a little bit looser than the last one. You're a bit looser. Do you not it feels get exactly the same to me? It feels exactly the same. Mm. Because it depends what car you're driving. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Or maybe, maybe you've been trying to take off all the assists to be cool. I do take off some assists. No, I leave them on because it's an arcade racer. Do you leave the braking assist on? Uh, yeah, I think I did on this you one. Fucking psychopath! I oh, know. Right? Why do you? Oh, I hate it. I hate brake assist. Just feather the brake. Is he coming up to the turn? Turn that line blue. Don't feather the brake. You feather, you hit the brake while you're going in a straight line whilst releasing the accelerator. Turn through the corner and as you're halfway through the corner, feather accelerate. Brake. You feather it. You pull into it. You pull into you're a nice drift. You're gonna make your car skid. You pull into a nice drift. You go around the corner and then you fucking. You're not supposed flat. to drift a reliant robin. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Where's That's my why P50, they were made. The um, what's the thing called? My um. I can't remember the name no, of the car. A little P50 one. You know the little tiny car that's like just big enough for one oh, person. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I had a Peel P50. That's what it was. I had one of them in the last game. Jesus. I did a race around the whole of the UK in it. <laughs> like, because the game automatically sets the races for like whatever car you pick. Yeah. So, like, you can do the big marathon races in a Peel P50. That's awesome. It's like, mm. all in all, though, it's such a fucking nice yeah. looking game. It's a really good game. I just wanted to calm its tits. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I say the, the map's really nice. I love the effects. The dirt. it looks really good on Xbox One X. That's why I'm playing it on because I don't have an Xbox Series X. Yeah, because <sighs> I'm poor. Um, when I played it on PC and it was running 60 frames per second, it definitely feels super nice. Yeah, like that. but I it feels gonna... really good. It didn't feel like I jumped straight into the Xbox One, not feeling any different. So even though they, it's 30 they do a lot of tricks, like with the with the series consoles, <laughs> with the my brother's got on X, and he's saying that like. He the sixty frames forty four K version is like amazing apparently, but it's like the big difference is that if you're going between sixty and thirty because his son has his Xbox One X, and he's played it on both and he's saying that he doesn't notice a massive amount of difference when it comes to when it comes to the actual visuals because they pull a lot of tricks with the thirty frames per second version. Whereas well, the just Xbox like, One X version like has some graphical effects that the Series S version doesn't yeah, have apparently. Yeah. Apparently, um, like, there's loads of shit like that, but I think yeah. that comes from like the 4K texture packs and things like that as well. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, yeah, he he didn't see a massive difference. The 60 frames per is it is evident if you're playing them like one after the yeah, other. Yeah. But other than that, not really. Um, but no, I'm really liking it. The Series S handles it like a fucking dream. The loading times are the best part about it because um, that little console does a lot. Um, one of the other things that's nice as well because it's a, a Microsoft game, they haven't. Done what the console, uh, what other game manufacturers do is they just keep it the same size for the Series S and the Series X. They reduce down the file size between the two. So the Series S one's only like 53 gigs. No, it's 107 gigs on no, the no. Xbox One. Yeah, because it's all the 4K text. No, it's 114. It's 107 on Jesus. PC. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like 56, 56, 64 with other bits and pieces on the Series S. It's pretty decent. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Considering yeah. the Battlefield Someone give me an Xbox Series X. Microsoft, it's the 20th anniversary of Xbox. It would be really lovely. They've got them on that monthly I, thing I again, was too. on the Xbox Live beta. I'm a you know, long time... <laughs> me I've you. still got my beta somewhere. Me love you long time. Yeah. So, you know, give me a treat and I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sponsored by you or something. Well, they've got the... They're doing that thing, aren't they? X. Where it's... Uh, 20... Give me one of those Gucci ones so I can sell it for thousands. <laughs> they've got the £28 thing you can pay monthly. I can't afford that. But it comes with like your Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and everything. Oh, that's good. And it comes it comes with insurance as well. So if it breaks, they replace it. It's like twenty eight pound a month. I can't afford that. But no, no. 
I would like an Xbox Series X though if they could just give me one just yeah. for free. Um, because also I want a new Xbox 360 as well and an original Xbox because you can't play many games. Just Microsoft, just give me the whole thing. I'll wear an Xbox fleece on videos. <laughs> like I'll, t- I'll tell everyone how great Phil Spencer is. You know, best buds. Not Don Matrick though. Don Matrick left years ago. He was a cunt. Rich fucking asshole. Do you remember that? With that time when he was all like, um, oh, if you can't be always online, we've got a product for that. It's called the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck you, man. I don't think they really understood their audience, did they? No, no. Phil Spencer did. Considering that considering that Don Matrick came from the Commodore days. It's a fucking rich bastard. No, you, um, Phil Spencer. Oh, yeah, Phil Spencer. But Don Matrick's like rich silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, no, he was like 17. He started his own studio, didn't he? Yeah, fucking... And he was doing Commodore 64 games. Don Matrick didn't. Don Matrick just brought his way into every industry. Oh, did he? he? Yeah. Oh. Phil Spencer's like been around the industry for years. I thought Don Matrick was the guy that I listened to a thing about on Stop Skeletons from Fighting not long ago. No, they were talking about him on there. Yeah, and they were saying like he was 17 when he started his studio and like he came up from the Commodore 64 days. I don't know. And basically, anyone who came from the Commodore 64 days would understand that people share games. To the point where people would just rip games off of each other's, like, fucking... In the, in the classic days in Poland, back when it was a communist country, yeah. um, they would play the games over the radio, so you could just record them to your tape. Really? Like, mass piracy oh, wow. on a damn scale. Insane. Yeah, it's freaking cool. It's cool yeah. shit. <laughs> It'd be like like a country just going, hey, there's a new Marvel movie out that's not released in the country. We're just going <laughs> to... Stream it, so set your recorders, your VHS tapes to record. No, you'd have a decoder, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have like a satellite decoder. No, they just they wouldn't even do that. They'd just play it. Yeah. Like they used to just take re- Western release games and play them over the airwaves in Poland. Nice. Well, how many people in Poland played Zool? <laughs> it was not that old. I mean, older than that. We're talking freaking Custer's Revenge sort of era. All oh, right, cool. Classic porno games. Yeah. All yeah, right. and what's that one where the guy wanks off the top of the building onto the women's faces? Isn't that Custer's Revenge? No, Custer's Revenge is the one where you rate the squaw who's tied to the tree. I don't want to talk about this anymore. No. Oh, God. Beat it and eat it. That's the oh! one. That's the one. Fantastic. Beat them and eat them. Something yeah, like that. Classic soggy biscuit game. Yeah. Jesus. But anyway, um, Forza Horizon <laughs> 5 um, has minimal mini games about wanking into people's faces. How? they got five of these out in the last like seven years has it been longer than seven years no it's not the first one was on Xbox 360 yeah so the, it's pre-Xbox the, no, it was, One it, wasn't it joint release Xbox no, 360 no Forza Horizon 2 was on both oh okay yeah. so it's got to be like ten years now then yeah fucking hell though still five games ten years yeah considering we have a mainline Forza for what four years it's the, four, the last Forza game I thought was boring like Forza 7 just really not because it wasn't like Horizon but just as a game itself it felt more like Gran Turismo where it's just oh, all the, right. yeah, no, all the fun that. pulled out of it I think the last one I played that I really enjoyed was Forza 5 Forza 4 5 was the one that had all the microtransactions in it wasn't it oh that yeah was the Xbox and it had one that one. fucking terrible Top Gear shit in it didn't it Forza 3 and 4 had Top Gear stuff okay Forza 5 was the one I liked but 5's the first Xbox One one yeah I didn't um, mind 5 do mind yeah. Uh but yeah Forza Horizon 5 it's good it's really good. I, I agree with you, the map does feel a bit dead. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Do you know what needs to come back? Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, that I be for game. Toka Race Driver, I wouldn't mind coming back. Nah, fuck Toka. Do you not like Toka? Nah, it's boring. I like Toka. Boring. What I want is a racing game where you drive massive fucking trucks. You want big do you remember that, like, B, Do you know that BBC... Remember Channel 4? You probably are old enough. 
Channel 4 used to have truck racing. Like I'm, I'm talking massive, great big semis. Oh, the drag racing. For no, not drag choice. racing. Oh. Circuit racing in fucking giant Optimus Prime trucks. It was amazing. Do if remember, they crashed, they went to pieces. It was do you awesome. remember on Saturday... And sumo wrestling afterwards. Saturday morning TV, there used to be a kids' show where they would play that European game Hugo over the phone. Yeah, that was on Motor Mouth and stuff. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Magic Hugo- Pockets was the yeah. one they used to play. No one outside the UK knows the fuck we're talking about. I know Hugo. I know Hugo. The Dutch well. will know. Yeah, the Dutch will, yeah. yeah. Come on, the Dutch. Yeah, Hugo was a terrible Literally, game. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of, lot of sex work over there as well. Sweet. Sweet. Anyway, Horizon, yeah. Also, I had any races that were like um, the ones in Forza Horizon 4 where you're racing the Flying Scotsman or racing the Hovercraft jet? No, not at all. I really like them. The closest you had is... Yeah, that I awesome Halo one. There was one race where there was a plane above me. Right yeah, that's right at the start, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, am I racing the plane? Oh, it drops two motorbikes. Yeah. And yeah. then it drops... No, that it's three quite, motorbikes, isn't it? I don't know. Where yeah. we're going to chase them. Yeah. But after, I think they died. Yeah, they, they fall off, They, they crashed and died. I think they're dead now. <laughs> we killed someone. That escalated quick. Then we get to the party and everyone's like, yeah, yeah it's like, boy. Oh, is that a hand in your tracks? Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to playing more of this. I think that's really, really good. I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's certainly certainly making Game Pass worth it on its own. I mean, yeah. in terms of a game like that you can play on that service. Dicey Dungeon's on there now. Yeah, I need to play that. Terry Cavanaugh, Chip Zool's music. Yeah. I might buy it on Switch. Because as soon as I did do that video about Terry Cavanaugh years yeah. ago, which has been getting loads of views. Although although it's free on Game Pass, mm. I might buy it on Switch because mm. it's only £3.50. Is it? Oh. Yeah, on Switch. And that seems like a really good no, fit for it's that. It's a good concept. game. But not good. one of the games that I mentioned he was working on at the end of my Terry Cavanaugh video because I'd, I had researched and found out what he was working on and he just didn't make them. Custer's Revenge? No. <laughs> They did um, a um, Teletubbies version of Tustard's oh, Revenge. I still can't get over it. There was a video on Instagram that was just the pigeon and the guys put like pipe cleaners around his head with like a little Teletubby sign and like every oh, time yeah. he brings a pigeon up and it's fine and they get lost going, motherfucking Dipsy! And then it like twists its head and it's sideways like, no! Oh, bless that pigeon. Yeah. Oh. Forza and 5. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm fucking, I'm loving it. It's just, like I said, it feels a bit more empty. Let's get the PC version fixed, please, so I can play it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Although the Series S version's working fine. It's actually working really nicely. Um, it's one of the better optimised versions for that console. Although saying that, um, Back for Blood is really impressive on that console. It's no slowdown or whatever, even when it gets super I wouldn't super know. If I had a Series X, I'd know. Series S, you mean? I can get you Series S. I don't want Series I S. I can afford a Series S. I want an X. No, I can't have an X. No, I want an X. Eventually, it's not worth it. Down in price. I could sell my one for... Get an S. No. When do you put a disc in that? I mean, watch Blu-rays on it, don't I? <laughs> you got a PS... No, I watched it on four, watch 4K Blu-rays. You got a PC. Got Transformers the Movie on 4K oh, Blu-ray. How know? is that? It's really good. Uh. It's the same one I already... It's basically the Blu-ray release. It's the definitive <laughs> version of the But movie. it's 4K. I gave you Solo. Have yeah, you got Solo in 4K? No, no, yeah, I've got Die Hard over there as well. You've got 4K Die Hard. Christmas movie. Yeah, no, it's Christmas. Might watch it I this think, weekend when pools around. If I'm totally honest, looking at the thing makes me want to watch the thing for the third time this month. Yeah, I haven't got the 4K version. That's no, I bought the 4K version on iTunes. So it's it is. dog shit. The 4K version on iTunes is fucking phenomenal, but mm. you know that scene where they use um, claymation for a bit? Yeah. Yeah, that's real evident on the 4K version. Because <laughs> the background changes. It always was. Always was. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, all right, yeah. So that's the end of Crit Apocalypse episode 173. 
I've been Matt, you've been Ant. Mm-hmm. You can find Ant at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. You can also find him as LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. No, um, you can also find him under ba- Ant's Bot Collection and also reacting to the video. I need to edit a video for region. that. I, made a re- I recorded for nearly three hours. That video? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you can find me at Critical The Podcast. second run at that video. You can find me at Critical Podcast everywhere. And next month, hope, well, in the next, I'm hopefully going to be reviewing Shimagami Tensei 5 by the next episode. Although. That is a lot of game. Well, get on with it then. It's really good. I can get to work. I'm loving it. Jesus Christ. The only thing is that um, being able to see the enemies like floating around and stuff, it does sort of take away some of that, some of the uh, the nostalgic fun of having the random battles. You know, because like, you always see them, can you? you know, yeah, yeah, they're up on them and hit them on the map and stuff. Yeah, and the old ones you always no, stuck up they on. Just, didn't they you? just appeared. It was Pokemon style, but you didn't have to. Personas go. always had them. Persona has... No, Persona didn't have them in old Persona games. Yeah, but in the good ones. Like, well, like Gold. Four and five. Four didn't have it. Yeah, that's four. Does you can sneak up on them, yeah. Huh. yeah but yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, no. Um, three and four, they're just random. You get boss battles you see ahead of time, so you'll have like, little movies that you see in, like, in their environment, but no. Until that... But yeah, it looks really fucking good for a Switch game. We'll see next time then. I'm really excited yeah. too. All right, anyway, bye everyone. Um, I've got to click stop now. Boris Johnson fucks the oh, country man. into oblivion now. Have it's you heard his recent thing? I mean, it's narrowing down a little bit. Tory Sleaze campaign. That's normal. That's just Wednesday. I know, but it's even fucking worse now. <laughs> uh, anyway, say goodbye to the children. Bye everyone. Love you all. Don't watch Eternals. Yeah, I'm going to watch Eternals. Anne's going to see Eternals. Actually, I might stay up and watch Shang-Chi tonight. I'll tell you what, that IMAX. Do you see that awesome thread I found from the guy who drives the coaches in no. in San Francisco? No. Talking about the whole bus scene. Oh, really? And how the driver's probably going to get fired for not stopping the bus the moment the fight starts. <laughs> and how when they cut the brake line yeah. in the bus, that should have set off the emergency brakes. Because the pressure would have broken. <laughs> and also how they somehow go from a hill into a tunnel when the tunnel's before the hill and also go 45 minutes of bus ride in five minutes. Oh, the bus is way off route. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's the sort of criticism I need. The, um, if you sign in, you'll have to sign in on your Xbox, but if you sign in on your Xbox, the 4K IMAX version is incredible because you can't watch it on PC because the browser doesn't let you watch the 4K stuff properly, does it? Yeah, I think it does. No, it doesn't. Plus. Unless you know. use Edge Browser or whatever it is. I don't know. They fixed the HDR thing on yeah, PC. Try it on the Xbox because that yeah. changed. Because I watched that, the Series S does 4K output and HDR and all mm. that stuff and it looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, Especially say goodbye the, to the um, children because it's two hours long now. Sorry, guys. And I've got too many multiple hour long files Watch on this computer. Watch Shang-Chi. And Forza The Legend Horizon of the Ten, Ten Rings on 4K on, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Watch Black Widow. Watch Black Widow. Um it's alright. I'd probably watch Shang-Chi first. Yeah. Shang-Chi has one of the best fights in Marvel Cinematic It's got multiple of the best fights in Marvel. Well, you know the fight that I forgot the about? scaffold fight and the... Well, yeah, I was going to say, right before the scaffold fight, the fight against Death Dealer, where it's backed by the neon. Yeah. And it's just like a real quick, just three minutes of them just trying to kill each other. And then Andy Lau? Lou? What's and, his name? Uh, I can't remember. He comes out and he's just like, stop. And it's like... All right. Yes, yeah. Dad. Yeah, all right, Dad. But that in 4K, fucking the lighting, HDR, everything else, incredible. Just brilliant. Can I turn this off now? I'm the guy from The Mummy, you know, like where he's like, the thing with the sand, it's fucking beautiful, bastards. What's his Christopher name? Christopher Walken. No. That's you bastards. Like, you bastards. No. Hey, O'Connell, looks like that's you're on the wrong don't... side of the river. <laughs> hey, Benny, looks like we got all the horses. <laughs> 
I'll stop this now. Yeah, go for it. Bye. Watch the mummy. Bye. Bye.